Testing me for COVID. Testing, testing. One, two. I am now being tested for COVID virus. I took one test this morning and it was inconclusive. What? It was positive, negative. Now we're waiting to see. You got a broken test? No, sometimes I, that's happened to us before where we've taken COVID tests. Uh, currently, the weekly total of new COVID cases in the United States is about 77,000. So you want to um, see if you're one of them? No, I woke up this morning and my stomach was bothering me. It could have been from dinner last night. I don't know. but And then I felt like a, a fever. And I said to somebody here, I said, but, and then my wife tested me. And then she came down about a half hour ago. And uh, the test was, here, I'll show you. It was... Everything was flashing. Testing, testing. Oh. One, One, two. two. Thank you. <laughs> Here, I'll show you. This was my test. Can you can you see this? Wait. Can you see my phone? I see your phone, but I can't Look. make out what that see? photo is. I can't. Re- oh, oh, I see it all flashing. Everything's yeah. flashing. Yeah. I think I might have something more serious. Everything is flashing. <laughs> oh, it came back. Let me see. You ready? Drum roll, right, Fred, please. We're finding out live and in person. I am COVID negative. Ah. So Beth comes down here and gave me a second test and uh, and then snapped a photo of me with that stick up my nose and goes, Can I post this? <laughs> and I go, No, look horrible. <laughs> I mean, I, I thought she was testing me. Here, let me write her negative. <laughs> you know. Well, congratulations. Yeah. No, I woke up. I was, uh, I don't know. I, I just had a stomach ache. And I was, I thought I had a fever. Feel better now. Uh, yeah, of course you think you have a fever all the time. <laughs> no, I don't. Stop it. That's not true. 50% Anytime of the you time. you have one symptom, you'll say, oh, and I think I have a fever too. I was warm. I was warm. I'm telling you, I was burning up. What about a thermometer? You know, how about getting real evidence? What am I, seven? I don't have a thermometer. (laughs) It's a thermometer. My mother used to take it anally. Oh, my goodness. Dr. Vitor needs accuracy. (laughs) Accuracy? So you're going to stick that thing up my ass? (laughs) Ah, yeah. I was busy with my mother. Um, She... She uh, passed out or something for a few minutes this weekend, but then she was fine. Everything wow. was fine. They checked her out. I mean, I mean, what do you mean she passed out? Was she? I don't know. She went kind of limp. Like, you know, just was for a few minutes. Was she sitting in a chair, walking somewhere? No, she was going to the bathroom and then she kind of. Oh. 95, all kinds of weird shit happens, but she's fine now. All right. So, yeah. I was like, Mom, you want to go to the hospital? No. 
What are they going to do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nothing. Because every time no she's got for ninety five. No, every time. Uh, exactly. That's exactly what she said. <laughs> I think she died slightly and then came back to life, like Jesus. <laughs> it was a test, yeah. right? Yeah. She said, "I didn't like it over that." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me turn my phone off so we don't get interrupted. My wife wanted me to keep it on. Uh, yeah, but I don't know. I got a, I got a tummy ache. Where, what did you eat out last night too? Yes, yes, and it, uh, it didn't agree with so me. So now have you just thrown off all the restraints? No, and you're out all the time. We sat outside. We oh. sat outside. Listen, I'm trying to get back into the world. Everyone tells me I'm out of my fucking mind. So we're back out there. And that's well, it. I'm just saying you're you're you were out all last week. You were in Miami running around. Running around. You take right. a break. <laughs> no, we're we're trying to get back into the world. It's the, my wife's pushing me a little bit, which is a good thing. I need to push. Listen, I got to get out there. And I've decided if I get the COVID, I get the COVID. My daughter was telling me, if you've never had COVID, you have no vid. No vid. That's the term they use. No vid. What does that mean? What does that mean? Like? That's what we, you and I. No vid. We don't have COVID. <laughs> we never had it. Okay. And, um, and it, is that a good thing? Bad thing? Do you have better chances or worse chances? What's going on? No, it's just the no thing. vid. Yeah. Okay. For gold star patients. But uh, mm. they, um, and, it, you know, when I was in Miami, I didn't even tell you this. I don't know if you, you were able to see Robin on the monitor, but when Anita came in, I shook her hand. I don't know if you saw that. No. Yeah. I shook Anita's hand. So, there you go. Uh, wow. You just, you just I don't lost know, it. <laughs> I don't know where to start. Uh, first of all, a lot of weird shit went down in Miami that I didn't even get to talk to you about. Including the most weird thing was Ronnie's dinner party for his engagement. Ronnie's uh -huh. engagement party was really, really <laughs> weird. People were crying and getting upset and fighting with each other. People had to be separated. According to uh, Jason and Gary, Gary Delavite, it was the worst night of their lives. Gary, Ronnie, what? Ronnie. Ronnie ended up storming out and saying he had to go to a strip club in order to clear his head. And JD <laughs> was crying at the bar. Um, it, 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 Jason There's a lot of crying. Yeah. A lot of crying. A lot of crying. I gotta, I gotta lay this out for Robin in the best way possible. I'm, I'm kind of half in the dark, but I know, I know half of it. Uh huh. So what, so you, were you guys in charge of this group? Yeah, so well, well, Gary and I were supposed to also be participants in this group. So we had, you know, other people Gary. producing it. But, but you know, Gary and I are, are the leads there. So we're drinking. And it's supposed to just be a fun, light night to celebrate Ronnie's engagement. So it started out that we we're going to do a little bar crawl. So we're going to go to a couple different bars and drink and toast Ronnie about his engagement. And then go to this big dinner and, you know, have a lot of fun. And it started out fun and then quickly took a super dark turn 
where then all of a sudden Gary and I had to sober up and babysit and talk people off ledges and get uh, staffers are running away. As Howard said, staffers are crying. Uh, people are quitting the show. I mean, it just what? went from zero yeah. to a billion. Give me a tote. How many people were crying at the end of this engagement party? These I are saw grown at least men. two people. I saw at least two people crying. Um, yeah. Two men, Gary. I saw two men cry. Uh, Gary, yes, you uh, or same two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. same two. <laughs> Who would Howard? I get crying, Gary, at the end of the uh, night. JD and then uh, Chris Wilding. Chris Wilding. <laughs> wow. Wow. Howard, I got to tell you, I started on the bar crawl, <gasps> and then I got a call <gasps> that um, <gasps> Carrie Underwood was sound checking. So I rushed back to go just do that. I was gone an hour. When I came back an hour later, I could not believe what I walked into. Gary. It was like walking into Vietnam. It was insanity. People were being <laughs> separated. People were crying. Alcohol was being taken off the table. Wow. JD, I heard, cried so, several be- times. JD, what's going on with you? <laughs> what kind of man are you? What kind of man are you? Oh, hold on. Well, I'm not, I guess First I'm of all, I'm going to play the tape of you crying. Because we taped everything. I'm going to play the tape of you crying. And let me set you straight. About something. Fucking Ronnie quit the show. If he's walking around feeling depressed because he's no longer in the mix, what are you fucking blaming me for? How did you get blamed? I wasn't blaming you. Listen to JD crying over there on these clips. I I was not blaming you you, you. When you were sitting there crying on tape, Oh, I feel bad for Ronnie because he's all upset that he saw Billy be doing security. I mean, he, he feels left out and he feels useless. That's, I'm like, that's not oh, well, that's what happens you. when, that's, that's what happens when you, you retire. Yes, uh, it that's is. That's not blaming you. Dude. No, it's not. Well, that's blaming like, like, like Ronnie got fired or something. No, Ronnie fucking I was, I split. I told him he I was going to feel useless. I felt, what, no. what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm talking this about JD the, whining about you, like not, like you're his all, boyfriend. I was, bla- I was not blaming you. <laughs> I felt bad that Ronnie was feeling bad. That was it. I wasn't. Well, oh, Ronnie ought to sober up. Ronnie's fucking cuckoo. <laughs> yeah, you know bla- that. Yeah, go ahead. You know, I was always blame me for the whole fucking thing, dude. Go ahead. Well, I'm not just going to blame party? you. You know, it started party, out though. as a fun fucking thing, and then certain pe- <laughs> there's a certain person that just wouldn't fucking let up, dude. All right, I'm sorry. I tell you what, I'll do, Ronnie. I'm wow. going to go through the tape here, and then I'll ask you. I'll I'll question you like Trump at his uh, deposition. Okay, <laughs> we'll see how. Well, let's see if you can do better than yeah. Trump. Tempers. By are the still way, let me say something. Apparently, I still. Again, I know you're going to bash me for this. Some of you in the audience, I know there are still Trumpies out there. After you watch that deposition, like I don't know if you've ever been deposed. I have. You kind of know to just answer honestly. And minimally. And they tell the, the Trump's got lawyers and the lawyers probably said, hey, Trump. Just answer the fucking question. Don't elaborate. Yes or no answers. And he's I mean, he wants to be perceived as a smart guy. He fucked up that deposition so bad. They'll probably I think the jury's going to find him to be a rapist. That's what I think. I mean, he fucked that thing. So, so, so the, 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 the lawyer goes, it's a slam dunk what you say. The lawyer goes, Hey, didn't you say on the Access Hollywood tape that, um, you can grab girls by the pussy? He goes, Yes, I said that. Okay. That's honest. He goes, but as soon as he says, but 
you know. You should. His lawyer should grab some tape and, right, and slap it over his mouth. He goes, but he goes, well, uh, you know, unfortunately or fortunately, the stars <laughs> can grab people. That's the way it's been for a million years. First of all, a million years. There haven't been movies for a million years. You know, there haven't been Genghis stars Khan, for a million years. You know, a million years stars, ago, there were cavemen. Yes. Secondly, <laughs> fortunately or unfortunately, you don't say fortunately if someone's being raped. Who's it fortunate for? I guess for the rapist. I and, guess. I, maybe that's his point. People do it. Not everybody does it, but some people do it. <laughs> but if I'm a lawyer... I'm like, I just told him to shut his fucking mouth. <laughs> I just had a conversation with the guy. I mean, what's he doing? The fuck is he doing? Gary's done a deposition before, and he says there's like, there's only three Gary. things you're supposed to say in a deposition. Yeah. Yes, no, and I don't know. The lawyer said those right. are your three answers. Those are your options. <laughs> <laughs> he starts in defending himself. I mean, it's crazy, but I did see a poll that uh, Trump uh, could be Biden in the next election. So there you go. People aren't too, too perturbed. You know, by when all this. I always laugh because, you know, there's this whole, oh, we care about women. We care about children. We care. We care. We care. Except when we want something else. Well, like there's only one their, thing. Their caring about women goes out the window. We'll elect a rapist. Well, there's only again, we don't he's innocent until proven guilty. Let's be. Uh, but if he's convicted or, you know, whatever they do in a civil trial <laughs> right. and uh, they'll say, does it matter to me? <laughs> you know? Well, anyway, I was watching this and I said, that is the worst deposition I've ever seen. I mean, you can't do worse than that. Now, I have kept to him believe- in Florida because if he had been in that courtroom, he probably would have taken the stand. <laughs> yeah, that would have been good. That would have been good. Oh, we got to talk about that coronation. I mean, they got to, England's oh, got to get a grip on themselves. I understand maybe it brings in tourism, but Jesus, age Christ. First of all, Prince Charles is a pussy. That's number one. <laughs> and people are acting like the whole ceremony, they're acting like that fucking guy went to war or something and then beat up all the Did other people. Did something great besides yeah. be born. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, they're like, uh, we swear our allegiance to you and you are a great warrior. I mean, the whole thing is fucking nuts. And in this and day the, and I age. Mean, where do they get those outfits? The costumes the are crazy. And the, I'm like, what Horrible. are they dressed up for? So boring. I watched the looks like a, a crazy Halloween party. <laughs> That's like Liberace behind yeah. the candelabra. I want to get yeah, JD right. in one of those. I, I, you know what? You got to dress JD up as. Uh, yeah. Oh <laughs> my God! I want to take him to a British. I want to take him to a British restaurant in the city, dressed like that, and just <laughs> convince that he's the new king. Uh-huh. It was oh, I don't so know funny you... <laughs> that Andrew has been stripped uh-huh. of everything, but still he found some ribbon and plumes to dress himself <laughs> up in because he has no military medals anymore. Well, anyway, uh, it was disgusting, and I'll tell you why it's disgusting. I mean, it, it doesn't take a brain surgeon to say this, but, uh, you know, England's having its own economic problems, and they spent a fortune on that coronation, and it's just repugnant to uh watch a country who's suffering uh through economic problems there are people and then you see the pomp and circumstance now i'm not naive i understand that they've determined that having a monarchy sort of uh, brings tourists in it provides uh, a flavor to the country and a 
something for people to go see. It's part of the tourism. I get all that. I'm not naive. But it just uh, sends the wrong message. And those two, I watch American Idol. And uh, those two showed up, King Charles and uh, King Camilla, Camilla, whatever she is, Camilla the King Queen. King Camilla. Yeah, King, King Kong, whoever the fuck showed up there. And uh, they marched out. They're like two wooden boards. They're like vampires. They, they're stiffs. They, they, uh, Katy Perry and Lionel are talking to them. I thought they were going to, I don't know, I thought they were cardboard cutouts at first, like they wheeled in. They got well, nothing to you say. Know, they are still haunted. By Diana. That's all I thought. The moment I saw them on American Idol, I was like, they're doing anything to make people like them. Because their whole job is based on people liking them. And so they're like, where can we show up? J.D. pulled a couple of clips from the coronation. Not a lot. I won't bore the fuck out of you, but it is kind of funny, (laughs) some of these things. The music was what really got me. Oh, it was crazy music. yeah. Yeah. He was <laughs> crying throughout the entire thing. I'm like crying. <laughs> I heard that Prince too. Charles, King Charles gets out of his uh, carriage. You know, he's got the horse-drawn carriage. His coach. And he, he enters the church, and they're playing this. By the what way, is this, I want the start of the Kentucky Derby or the coronation. I can't tell. <laughs> I want this played. I want this played when I walk in the room at the Sirius XM. <laughs> <laughs> you guys will all bow to me. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, he didn't. Then, I mean, the best thing to me about the whole thing was, you know, he's known this has been happening for months. He didn't bother to remember one thing. Every no. time he had to turn over to the side. And read what they were supposed to have him say. Everyone was reading cue cards. The archbishop, yeah. him, everyone. Nobody well, cared um, enough to learn. Well, he's a stiff. Yeah, I know. His whole life he was preparing for this, and he didn't bother to learn his part. But uh, it just shows you how lazy royalty like is, his, you know what I mean? His bar mitzvah, his big day. Yeah, big day. Yeah, you and work then, harder um, as a 13-year-old Jewish boy. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> the Jews again. <laughs> so anyway no you're right a 13 year old jewish boy has to learn all that shit by heart yeah anyway this prince charles and queen camilla march out with lionel richie and katie perry on american idol and they sit there like two wooden stiffs like you know if it was me and i'm on american idol i'd say first of all thank you for having us on it was a very exciting day i want to congratulate Another kind of crowning, the crowning of the American Idol, and how wonderful the relationship is between our two countries. We've given you some great musicians, and you've given us great music, or something that would have been endearing, or something witty, or something. He's standing there. I wish I had tape of that. He's standing there, that King Charles. He doesn't know what to say. He's like a deer in the headlights. But he's never had to do anything, Howard. Nothing has ever been required of him for him to have the most fabulous life ever. Well, hold on. You didn't see the comedy bit they did last night? It was, it was, it was kind of like Charles had a joke and the joke was he walks in, Katy Perry and Lionel Richie are there and Charles goes, I wonder how long you're going to be using this room for because we need it soon. I was like, oh, that's the big comedy. That was that was a good one. Is this room they, occupied? And then Katy Perry and Lionel Richie like, oh yes, sir. You know, I was like, dude, it don't yes, like, sir. Him. 
I Can I show you my penis, please? Exactly. I'd love to show you my king cock. Yeah, you're right. That was the big. That was the big uh, joke. The big uh, joke. But after that, they had literally nothing to say. Nothing to Everybody say. Everybody was confused. Everyone <laughs> was confused. Well, and then now you kinda, understand why it was so easy for Diana to become such a superstar. Then he kind of half-assed. Nothing going on. Then he half-assed, kind of um, went. Uh, like he's looking at Lionel Richie and and Katy Perry, and he goes, "Oh, you too, very good, very good, very very good." <laughs> like, like I think he was trying to say, "Hey, you two sang at my coronation, and you were very good," but he couldn't even like muster up the energy. Jolly good, yeah. You were jolly good, jolly fucking good. Brother yeah, and you're right, Robin. I mean, Lady Di. I mean, the reason the public loved her is because she could put two words together and cry on TV, <laughs> and she could actually relate to people. You know, she could be a person they're not even human these this group <laughs> so here's some more music and singing when uh, prince charles was walking uh, king charles was walking down the aisle <laughs> and you never knew when someone would start singing too at one point this archbishop dude is talking and uh his name is sir Bryn. Tervel. And he, well, I don't know what happened. The Archbishop is talking, and then this singer, Sir Bryn Tervel, starts <laughs> singing like, like, it just, it, everyone breaks out into song like a Disney. To a movie. renewed faith, a joyful hope, and a commitment to serve one another in love. It's a lot it's of that kind of like uh Operatic. and to all yeah. we wish a wonderful and enlightened day. Ooh, <laughs> and then like oh ghoulish. My God, who's watching this? Hey, that's Sir Bryn. Children of the night, what sweet music they make. <laughs> I will bite your neck and take you to your eternal life. <laughs> Charles is standing there, like, bring out my special hat that makes me king. <laughs> I'm turning into a bat. <laughs> I love nuts. how, you know, men have dropped trains, all right? Nobody of, of the male species ever wears anything with a train to it. But he's got a train longer than any brides. And bo <laughs> little boys are dragging it down. Well, you haven't been to the Met Gala. This is so awful look it's such a terrible yeah. look it's a terrible look <laughs> prince charles is a, a, a dude holding up his dress like dress. basically <laughs> in the back so he won't step on it like oh, rihanna fucking nuts. like a bride like yeah like rihanna they're all wearing and they're all wearing dresses everyone that put the crown on them is wearing a dress it's all oh yeah there's dresses. different kinds yeah. of skirts and dresses all over yeah. the place what does it cost do to not make thing? fun of my dress this is the garb <laughs> we wear to suck the blood of the living. Uh, Come 
Come, children me. of the night, and take my train and walk behind me. Hold my train. <laughs> Uh, the recognition is the part of the ceremony where the monarch is presented to the people. And uh, those attending are asked to support the new king. I here present unto you King Charles, your undoubted king. Wherefore, all you who are come this day to do your homage and service, homage. are you willing to do the same? God save King Charles. Oh, it gives me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> to all of you that have come here today to celebrate his homage, the king. God save King Charles. <laughs> Sounds like a cult. Thank you. Well, it is. I mean, and then yeah. Charles yeah, faced... Yeah, anybody it. who believes he's a king is in a yeah. cult. <laughs> Zeno. Then Charles faced the attendees to the east and then the south and then the west and then the north of him. You know, listen, I'm an American boy. I believe that everyone should be born and be given some kind of fair chance. I mean, seeing a, a monarchy where you're born into it, where you have no way of, you know, if those guys had like jousted and achieved or, or fought <laughs> in the army we're or something. We're good at anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, they, they were the best. Yeah. So then everyone had to like pretend to like, I don't know. I swear loyalty to the king. Yeah, they had to pledge their loyalty to the king. See the part where Charles was presented a bunch of jewelry and a bunch of cool shit that you get to keep Sorry. if you're the king? Right. Yeah, here, here he is getting presented <laughs> with a bunch of king stuff. Receive these spurs, symbols of military honor and chivalry, that you may be a brave advocate for those in need. Receive the bracelets of sincerity and wisdom, token of the Lord. See, like early in the monarchy, the king was a guy who could kick ass. You know, he knew karate and shit and could well, kill you with a sword. Yeah. Yeah, he was like a general <laughs> back then. That's how you got to be king. So it's like, accept the vessel of the sword yeah. to protect the people. You know. Receive but there this was no, brawl. There was no ceremony. <laughs> that dude just killed everybody, that first dude. Yeah. Receive, so there was nobody to tell him no. <laughs> receive the bra of the people. The people. And this dress. <laughs> the other thing I love was when your they were... Up high. When they were explaining that they took jewels off of the crown they put on Camilla because she couldn't have as many jewels as the king. So yeah. he had jewels added to no his No one can be as pretty as you, kid. That's right. <laughs> and took them off her crown. Here's a royal brooch for your lapel. We give you the infinity gauntlet of Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> Here is the uh, ring of power. <laughs> Green lantern ring. The most important part of the ceremony is the anointing where the archbishop pours holy oil in a spoon and then anoints Charles' hands, head, and breast. Breast. His breast. <laughs> <laughs> In the old days, the coronation oil included uh, the intestinal wax of sperm whales. Mm. What? Well, because Charles, wax. <laughs> we now anoint thee with intestinal wax of sperm whale. Yes, and sperm. But, and then we say, Mecca lecca high, mecca hiney ho. Ooga booga. <laughs> Ooga booga for you, my king. Oh, bloody, oh, bloody, life, it does go on. 
And now receive the whale jism on your breasts. <laughs> and now Wonder Woman will put the lasso of truth around you to make sure you are our legitimate king. <laughs> <laughs> hey Ronnie, you were born. Oh, you were around when King Arthur was coronated. What was that like? <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, but Charles. Everybody also has to sit there like this. Isn't the most boring thing? Like, like it's, it's such normal. a great thing. It's a big deal. I wish I was inside to see it. It was so boring because Charles cares about the environment. They use olive oil, <laughs> rose, and jasmine, nothing from the sperm whale. But oh. the Newsmax uh, royal analyst, Hillary Fordwich, made it sound like Charles was getting whale sperm poured on him. And <laughs> <laughs> with regard to his anointing, the oil was blessed, is holy oil, blessed in Jerusalem. What's interesting about what we're going to have in terms of the, the scent, are you ready? There's going to be sperm and whale sperm. And what they've done is they've removed all no. of the, all of the, um, there were, there were um, elf um, sperm. And it's been, it's now gone to um, whale sperm because um, it's Prince vegan. Charles is vegan. That's exactly right. You're absolutely no. right. She's a, she doesn't know what she's talking about. Oh, it was the intestinal. Crazy. <laughs> they are going to use whale sperm. No, it's the intestinal it's wax from. <laughs> hold on, it's the intestinal wax of the of the sperm whale. Charles will receive a massive whale facial from sperm. <laughs> Used to be from Keebler Elves, and they changed it. it the and that was the other thing too. She goes, <laughs> and no, he's going to get the sperm of an elf in the old days, but now a sperm whale. Uh, uh, this woman's elf. all famished. <laughs> this time he will swallow the entire load. He will take it the all. Sperm in. of Beetlejuice will be applied to his holiness. And then a unicorn shall shit on his face. <laughs> mm. Oh, this so is pretty nerdy. cool, and I gotta. I got to I got to credit our own Fafa Fohai who uh, caught this one. I didn't catch this, but it what? is the best part of the whole ceremony. <clears throat> so, when uh, Camilla, the new queen was coming down the aisle, a choir was singing Vivat Regina Camilla, which means long live Queen Camilla. Uh-huh. But it really sounded like I love vagina Camilla. <laughs> and it was very I was like when I heard this I was like <sighs> <laughs> Here is I Love Vagina. Listen carefully. Wow. That's the king really singing to Camilla. <laughs> I love vagina, Camilla. <laughs> I guess when you're wearing a dress, you have to make that known. <laughs> no, he, he actually said to her, I'd like to be your tampon. So he's singing no. the trip. That's hot. <laughs> Who's this? I don't know. Uh oh. Oh. Hey, Donald Trump, how are you? 
Good morning. Listen, I should have been the king. I would have made a tremendous king, very kingly. I'm so incredibly royal, strong royalness. The queen begged me, begged me to be king. That's why they knocked her off. Charles is a loser, very weak, and his wife is maybe a three. Maybe a three. And I'm being generous, Howard. I'm being yeah. generous. Like I always say, never marry your side piece unless it's Marla, unless it's Marla. Hey, do you mind uh, if I bring in uh, Governor DeSantis and uh, talk with him in front of you, or are you going to freak out? Why in the world would you do that? I wanted to rip the royals, and now you're going to bring in this guy? <laughs> That's him, I think. That's him. I didn't know oh, you were coming God. in. He was scheduled. Jesus. He was scheduled, and I wasn't. I'm really, I'm very insulted. I'm very insulted. I have great ideas on being royal. Do you mind if I let him in? Go ahead, Jesus. Hold on, I'll let him wait a little. Good, yeah, get him pissed off. Right. He's such a wimp, such a loser. Well, you got to let him talk. I'm going to ask him some questions. I've never had All right. him on before. I won't, I won't right. say a word, like in my deposition. All right. Uh, hello, Governor. You know, thank you, Mr. Stern. You know, I appreciate you taking a break from spewing your woke propaganda to speak to me. You know, Disney World has become the happiest place on earth for liberal pedophile groomers. Every day, tourists are entering the Pirates of the Caribbean as one gender and exiting as the exact opposite. You'll see a hacked off penis pile when you exit the ride. It's absolutely Let me ask you ridiculous. Something. You're saying, uh, Governor DeSantis, the reason you're going after Disneyland is because people go to Pirates of the Caribbean and then they are uh, transgender after they come out? It's absolutely, that's exactly correct, Howard. You know, I've wow. hidden camera footage. There's illegal abortions taking place inside the Haunted Mansion ride. They even take little <laughs> souvenir photos while they're doing it. It well, is absolutely disgusting. And there's zero screening for homosexuality at the gates. Disney needs a gaydar and they need it now. Grown men who well, love Tinkerbell should be in prison, not riding roller coasters. All right. Well, that's a pretty huge accusation, Governor. Y and you know, and it's true, Howard. And we don't even know who the people under these Disney cartoon costumes are. They could be illegal gay, trans, immigrant, Nazi, Mexicans, for all we know. And in fact, they definitely are. Our children are getting All right. gang this is ridiculous. by Goofy, it is by Cinderella, blasted uh, by uh, Bambi, penetrated is... by Pinocchio, DP'd <laughs> by Dopey and Dumbo. Oh, God, this guy's a nightmare. I mean, well, how can uh, I sit idly by while there are glory holes in all the Magic Kingdom bathrooms? A child should be able to wash his hands without an erect penis poking him in the eye. Why do you, uh, President Trump, let me just ask what? him, why do you want to be, I know why President Trump wants to be president, because he wants to be king, but what do you, uh, what do you, why do you want to be president? What do you, what do you, what do you want to do? Get rid of all the woke people? You know, the left is forcing their woke agenda onto our children, and it's spreading into our schools, so yes, that's correct. Elementary schools are teaching the Karma Sutra and tantric sex. <laughs> Liberal teachers what are performing talking about? gender reassignment surgery on their students in the classrooms. Cases, they're removing kids' penises and testes with safety scissors, the little scissors that they use on construction paper. Uh, Students are encouraged 
to select their genital configuration from a big wall of pictures like haircuts at a barber shop. President Stop Trump is talking about any massive trade in genders. It sounds that, like listen, you, listen. I, I listen. I, I have to say this. All right, you cannot trust Ron DeSantis. He's never cheated on his wife. All right, how do you trust this guy? Why? Why do you want to be president to get rid of all the woke or whatever the woke it, it, is? You know, look, Goofy has breasts at this point, and in a woke world, <laughs> whites will be hunted like wild animals, both for sport, sex, and sustenance, like the Hunger Games. And do you want to be chased, fucked, and eaten, Howard? Speaking no. for myself, I do not want that. And I've got big changes in store for you and your transgender Illuminati pals over there that you're going to have to get used to. Well, all right. Listen, President Trump. I can hear him sweating. I can hear him sweating. Have you ever seen a human being sweat like Ron sweats? I mean, it looked like he jumped in a swimming pool and he with his clothes on. How do you feel about your chances of beating President Trump here in Republican primary? Yeah, how do you feel about that, weirdo? There doesn't (laughs) seem to be a huge policy difference between you two. You know, put on your white go go boots, your Dallas Cowboy. That's true. And, you know, I support all of his fantastic policies, but with none of the fun. If I'm reading the room correctly, and I know I am, Republicans really hate when Trump holds those big, exciting rallies where he says mean things about people. Oh, my God. You have the personality of a used jizz tissue. You know, it's a pleasure (laughs) speaking to you, Mr. President. By the way, it's an honor. I just want to say that. You you are the less charismatic Mike Pence. I didn't even know how that was possible. <laughs> you know, well, I, you know, I'm, it sounds to me like uh, and I'm I'm no uh, expert in politics, but it seems to me if you're going to want to win, governor, you got to say something mean about Trump. You can't always be complimenting. Him. You can't play it both. You got to say what you don't like about him. You know what I mean? Yeah, Give you know, me I'm not afraid. Shot. Give me your best I'm, shot. I'm Ron. not afraid go to go there when it comes to trading insults. Right. Let's hear okay? it. Let's hear it. I'll come right out and say that he has slept with lots of women and they probably all loved it. And I won't hesitate to call him the B word. He's a bully. What is that? A bully. Wait a minute. Is this guy He's for real? I haven't seen a more limp response since I tried to jerk off the crooked Hillary. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, uh, Ron, uh, Governor DeSantis, this is your chance now on radio to hit Donald Trump hard. Take your best shot and don't try to play both ends of the stick. You can't compliment them. You got to say what the difference is between you two. Go ahead. Yeah, I'll take him out. First of all, Mr. President, I'm taking you off my favorites list. I'll say oh, that I'm right so here. brokenhearted over this. You know what? Ron's the only pussy I don't want to watch. I see you as a mentor and as a friend, and I don't appreciate that because that hurts. Well, Words hurt. <laughs> Why don't you this take guy a shot? tried to Hint- bully a cartoon mouse and he got his ass kicked. Well, he's he, never going to win. All right. You know, I'll say, I will say this, Howard. I will he's say this about three percent, the size of his penis, three inches. I, I will say this, Trump. You've always been a hero to me. But as they say, never meet your heroes. He's more boring than the coronation. Well, <laughs> I still uh, love you and I forgive you. Run to one you- wife. Run to one wife. Well, I have that's to be usually... true to myself, and I truly think Donald is a cool, fun guy, and I hope he allows me to run for president. Ron, you look like a caveman. Did you do those commercials for Geico? Was that you? <laughs> you're, you're good-looking, <laughs> kind, generous, but sometimes you're a dickhole. You know what? You can truly uh-huh. eat my nuts from the back. Enjoy. Ooh. I see you as a father figure to me. 
You know what? Well, you're, 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 you're making me very upset saying that, all right? And listen, listen, Ron was in the Navy. He wasn't even smart enough to get out of that, okay? How could he run the country? Do you see what I mean, Governor? You, uh, Donald Trump is taking your military service and turning against you. You got to hit him back hard. I'll hit him back. You know what? Hey, Donald, just like my dad never did, maybe we could play catch outside and you could teach me how to play ball. Wow. Wow. This guy right. is boom, boom you, know, you know who Ron is? You know who Ron is? He's the guy, he's the naked guy in the locker room with the big chest, the big gut, and the tiny micro penis. That's who he is. Can you push me on the swings? I'll listen, say listen that. Governor. Listen, I, I'm gonna tell you something. I, I I listen, I don't care what you guys do to each other, but if you're gonna run for office, you gotta point out and you gotta go hit hit the other candidate hard if you're gonna win the nomination. Okay. Mr. President, your your mother is so fat, obese medically. I bet she was comforting when she told you, when she held you, which my mother never did for me. Got your got your ass, got your bottom. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Let, Howard, watch this, watch this. I am going to whip out my huge penis and take Don't. a piss on Ron, and he still won't say anything bad about me. You ready? First of all, I'll say that will be an honor. There we go. <laughs> the joke uh, is on you, Mr. President. My shoes were dirty, and your warm cleansing piss is actually making them look as good as new. So uh, I'd say thank you. Please continue going. That's what I, I call a WikiLeak right there. That's what I call a WikiLeak. Right. Well, guys. You know, do you mind, Mr. Tr President, if I could get, you want to grab a coffee one. after this? I'd love to pick your brain you need sometime. To, you need to go come up with a nickname for Donald Trump if you're going to run against him. He's got Beautiful penis, Mr. President. Gorgeous. <laughs> oh, right. look at that. Look at that. I'm just covering him out. In my piss, come, it's, it's steam. No, it is a gorgeous schlong. A <laughs> yeah, there is a lot. There is a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot of diet coke. That's a you lot of groom well, coke. and you take care of yourself. <laughs> sure. well, you know, that stream is very strong. Oh, it is. It's in your eyes. It's everywhere. It's when I run for president, I will run faster than this stream. Yum 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 yum. I love. Did an it. alligator eat your balls, or were you just bored without any? Oh yeah. I do love this a lot. Oh good. I feel cleaner. <laughs> That was exhausting. Wow. That was that was a pretty incredible. I'm going to have to get my, get that checked out. That was a good debate. Dare I say I thank you. you? Go ahead, yep. drink it, Ron. Drink it. Drink my piss. Drink okay. my piss. <laughs> uh, there's a little more. A little more left over. Lay down, Ron. Lay down. There we go. Hold on. I got another leak coming. There's a leak I, I really did after this one. Thank you, Mr. Well, whoever wins the election, I'm sure we're in good hands. Thank you, Mr. There you go. Can I ask you guys oh, a serious question? Great. I want to. I want to need a serious answer. Just one. Stop peeing. Yeah, can you stop for a minute? This is, it's physically impossible to pee for an hour. <laughs> you want to uh, know what like I think? That's like a workout for me. That's like a workout for me. I'm going to ask you guys a serious question, and uh, and and uh, I'll let you go first, Mr. Trump. Either way, either one of you. Right. I see, you know, people talk about the environment being the most dangerous thing for the future of this country, that we're basically killing ourselves with uh, all kinds of uh, problems and, uh, and stuff. But I'll tell you what the next big, the biggest problem in the world is right now. To me, China wants to take back Taiwan. And if they do it by force, we're going to have to go in and it's going to be the beginning of World War Three. Now, which one of you two? would be better at managing a full-blown-out World War Three with China. May, May, listen, listen. 
Terrible people in China. Terrible people, the Chinese. I mean, great takeout. Terrible people. And <laughs> I know how to handle them. What would you do? I would say Zizhang, whatever his name is, XI. Why would you put an X in your kid's name? I never understood that. But I would tell him, don't touch Taiwan. Don't touch Taiwan. It's its own place. You're already really big and you can't feed your people already. I think you'd get it. We have a very good relationship. We have a very good relationship. All right. So you would talk to Xi Jinping. Xi Jinping. <laughs> Xi Jinping. Right, right. Okay. Great name. Bing bong. Bong bing. Governor DeSantis, bing. do you want to try that or is it yeah, too... You know, uh, I'm way more suited to answer this question. First of all, I think we would... America could take Taiwan and we would give them Seattle. We would give them the radical left. Drag queens are actually a much bigger problem Oh, and God. World War III. Oh, God. Well, so, what is wrong with this guy? Listen, we would probably I will have the West General So. I will defeat General So. All right? It's as simple as that. General I mean, so Donald's General ideas so sound great. They do uh, sound great. And they'll sound. probably get rid of Disneyland in right, China, guys. too, and screw that relationship up. Thank you, guys. All right. Well, there you have it. Governor DeSantis, first uh, big debate between first these debate. two. Yeah. What is, is the it's official. It's our first one. It was here. It was here. Can you pee on me again, Mr. President? Absolutely. I got one again, more hot fantastic. piss in the chamber. I got one more hot oh, piss no. in the chamber. You're oh, gonna I, love may it. I have another? I love it. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Oh, there we go. One for the road. Thank you, Mr. President. One for the road. What about a new Nickname. What about a new nickname, President Pre Trump, for the government? Pe presidential you, Mr. President. Presidential. Uh, you know what? I'm starting to get dehydrated. I'm running Thank out you very of much. Oh, here we go. Ron the piss lips. Ron the piss lips. Ron the piss drinker. How about that one? Toilet face. And if you need to go number two, also, that is okay. Right. All right, Ron the toilet. You asked for it, Ron. You asked for it. Ron the toilet. Here we go. There we go. Oh, boy. Are you shitting it? Smells like nuts in here. Good Lord. Wow. That's the debate stage. Yeah. Shitting and pissing and pissing. Wow. Anyway, getting yeah, back to be the greatest debate I've ever seen televised. How do you segue from that? <laughs> anyway, watching that fucking coronation, it just me. It sickened me. You know, when I was watching American Idol, Ed Sheeran will be in here. By the way, later in the week uh, on Wednesday, um, and I love that guy. But uh, he was on American Idol, and even when the King came on, King Charles, I I don't know. I got to ask Ed about this. He didn't seem too thrilled with the King. I don't know. Well, you know, you know he was asked to be a, a performer at the coronation, oh. and said he had a scheduling conflict. Okay, all right. Then I, now I know where he's at. By the way, I do have, and I did think it was funny that that Prince Harry dude showed up, and then uh, they sat him behind a woman with a gigantic hat. I don't think he could see anything. His aunt. That was his aunt. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he was in the in the last group that got in. You know, it was Ooh. just like they were stragglers coming in, the dis dishonored royals. You know, in some ways, I really fucking admire this Prince Harry dude because. I'm mixed about him. I like that he left the monarchy because he's fucking pissed off how they treated his mother. You know, let's face it. That's what this all stems from. He's like, you know, fuck you guys. I lost my mother because it made her cuckoo. And I really do admire that. But then all the whining and shit from a guy who was in the monarchy. I, I like some whining. I do want to hear his point of view. But now it's getting to be a bit much. So I don't know where I stand with him. But I do have Prince Harry audiobook. 
who does want to talk about the coronation. And then yeah. I'll get back to the guys in Miami. Yeah, if you want. Hold on. We interviewed Prince Harry audiobook. We couldn't get the real Prince Harry. And let me see if I can find it. Yeah, here it is. Uh, Prince Harry audiobook. Uh, just uh, say whatever you want about the... This is what I said to him. Say any, anything about the coronation and how you're feeling, and this is what he said. Out. You would have loved it. It was full of uptight shitheads. You <laughs> would have fit in perfectly. <laughs> it was nice to celebrate the big ears bastard. Oh, whoops. Excuse me. I mean, my daddy, King Charles. What an ugly, ugly man. Of course, I'm referring to that nasty beast, Camilla. Hmm. Can you follow that? I mean, it's a little choppy. I did get it that he's yeah. saying I, ugly, ugly man, and actually he was referring to Camilla. Should I bail on this or you want more? Well, what, does he have any uh, insights mm. into what was going on? Mm, it's hard to chop him up and uh, have him say anything <laughs> insightful. It, you know what, I'm going to go with this only because it took two million man hours of my staff <laughs> to make this. Um, so then I asked uh, Prince Harry audiobook. I said, it sounds like you're still mad with your family. You're angry. Here's what he said. When no one was looking, I rubbed my ball sack on my father's precious crown. I left orange pubic hair all over it. I snuck down to the crypt where my grandmother's body is laid to rest. Cracked open Gangan's coffin and ripped a huge fart. Ah, rest and stink, Granny. I snuck into my big brother Willie's bedroom and put a finger in my ass and then rubbed it on his upper lip. While he was asleep. Sweet dreams, prince shit lips. <laughs> How do you like that? Put this together, this, anybody? This animosity is going to go on forever, I suppose. Richard, did you put this together? Because it's pretty, it's pretty intense. It does take him a long time to do all this. You want to take a bow yep. on this one? Were you Thank in on you, it? Howard. You know, we have a team that does this now. I used to do a lot of this myself, but it would take me months. So now we actually have an awesome team of like writers and editors that work on these things. So they should will, all take a bow as well. Will AI kill this bit eventually because they'll be able to take Prince Harry's voice and just make up something? You know what I, I mean? Don't, I don't think so, because there's something funny to me about the choppiness of this and how ridiculous and not real it sounds, but you never know. By the way, as I play this bit, I just keep in mind, how many hours, how many hours did you put in? I'm talking about working hours to create this bit and, and the whole team. I think we started working on this in like February. So we, <laughs> we, we wow. write it, we, we write it, we edit the writing, then we start editing the clips and then we re-edit the clips and it, it's a lot how many guys are uh, on the team that put these things together um there are four of us i think uh, i hope Jesus. i'm giving everybody the credit they deserve it uh, so if, four guys I that i hired so you're saying four guys that i hired since february i've been working on this since february <laughs> well, not what a fucking crew i've got not solely on this howard this right. is part of what we've been working on no but, wonder we know. didn't take you to miami by the way i you know my wife even said how come richard wasn't in miami that go, was so I, sweet of her to ask about me i really appreciated that thank you beth were you feeling so nice. left out um a little bit but i you know like with this there was so much to do 
anyway, you know, for the shows after Miami that I was plenty, plenty busy uh, otherwise. But it did sound like everybody had a blast. Yeah, especially Ronnie's party where everybody was crying or fighting. Well, (laughs) well, you know what? I I, got to get to that. So we got to get through Prince Harry audio book and then I'll get to that. Howard, can I give just give a shout out to the, some of the other people that worked on this too? Yeah, I would like their names. That it took them seven months to put this bit together. <laughs> You're keeping a list. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, well, Richard. Squeal Mike on Tra- that. Go ahead, Mike Trainer. Mike Steve Trainer. Mickey. I was wondering where this guy's been. Mike Trainer. He's, <laughs> he's awesome. <laughs> yes. Uh, and Rich Gibbons was the editor. Rich Gibbons. He's a wizard with audio. He's. Awesome. I said to Robin the other day, I didn't know Rich Gibbons still works. Yeah, I hadn't seen him for months. I didn't know he's buried in this bit. <laughs> He's Where buried in a lot of stuff. He's, I know, he's I know. He's so, a good man. Such a hard worker. But, Those uh, boys he, are good boys. Yeah. Um, all right, so here, let's now, while, let's let's listen to Richard's and, and Rich Gibbons and Mike Trainer's three months of worth of work. Yeah, three months. Holy mackerel. <laughs> I, we said to uh, Prince Harry Audiobook, you went to the coronation without your wife. How was that? All right, here we go. I jacked off like crazy while I was apart from Megan. You see, Megan will not allow me to masturbate in our home. Megan attached a tracking device onto my balls so she would know exactly where I was at all times while I was in England. She loves me, I guess, right? What do you think, Robin? Three months for that. Was it worth the wait? Wow. <laughs> uh, Every I, word I, I, is priceless. Uh, half of it i don't even understand (laughs) i should fire all of them right now on the air (laughs) come on howard this this is funny this is good stuff i do enjoy it but it does take a long time richard (laughs) it does all right here you go we asked uh prince harry audiobook your father seems to want to make amends with you do you think that's possible and here's what he said I'd love to make peace with my family. I just have a few small requests. My daddy has to change his royal title to King Dipshit. And Camilla has to change her name to Queen Butterface. I want to put my face on all the British money, but make it a cool picture of me. Like me wearing big sunglasses and kicking my older brother Willie in the balls. Kate Middleton should be in it too. Gazing at me with an expression that says, My God. I'm so fucking horny right now. They must have changed the name of Big Ben and called it Big Harry and tell them to add a giant pair of balls at the bottom and also a thick bush of curly orange pubic hair. That way, everybody will believe I've got an enormous penis. I mean, not that I don't, of course. I do. It's not small at all, I swear. Fuck me, that was close. I almost revealed that I have a tiny little flaccid cock. How long, uh, in other words, what is the process to put something like that together? Like, uh, you take the actual audio book and you chop up his words? Yeah. You know, it's, there's a system now, and this is getting really into the weeds with all this stuff. But, you know, in the old days, like, say when I cut up Sarah Palin 12 years ago or whatever it was, I physically had to go listen to eight hours of her boring audiobook and pull out every word and start piecing them together. Now there's a, a system where you can search for words in an audiobook and I you see. find what you need. So it makes it a little easier, but it's still, you know, it probably took a week to get him to say curly orange pubic hair. <laughs> really? 
(laughs) No, I'm just exaggerating, but... All right, I said to Prince Harry, well, congratulations to your father, and thanks for checking in, and here's what he said. Oh, so you're going to kick me out, huh? You think you're just too good for me, right? Well, I'll just go hang out with Oprah Winfrey instead. You can go fuck yourself. Go sit on the Washington Monument. Hmm. Wow, he told you. Well, what? <laughs> At least that was short. <laughs> so when I say to you uh, three characters, where you've been for the last few months, you've been working on this. What's what? Who? What next exciting audiobook will you be working on? So, so I won't see you guys for another three months. <laughs> we we got a lot planned. You know, there's a you lot know, of good audiobooks right. coming out. So all right, all uh, right. Well, there you go, Robin. I hope it was worth your time to listen to Prince Harry audiobook as produced by three guys for three months. <laughs> I, i'm not going to respond to that <laughs> it's a good a good use of your time excellent well, like i said we work on a lot of stuff this is just one part of it but if they I'm weren't just doing this maybe they'd be doing something worse so <laughs> let's keep on working on this we'd be getting arrested or something yeah. <laughs> do you realize how much easier it is for you just for you to take out your cock and stick it in on uh, sal's lip and get Ooh. a bigger <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean that's true i'm always yeah. up for that too howard yeah yeah robin was it worth it? a lot of things three months in the making on that bit do you think it was worth it i think uh the first three uh you know three maybe two months was that long bit we just heard about harry doing things to the royal family that went on and on, and on. come on when he could, farted could on, use a little bit of ad- editing when he farted <laughs> in the queen's crypt and said you know rest in stink that was great <laughs> you know I, I, I looked it up you I'm could build saying. a bat you could build a battleship in one month, and uh, <laughs> that took three months. Wow. I'll bring that up at your yearly review, and we'll see how you do. Okay. Thank uh, you. There you go. Thank you. Uh, very exciting. Thank now, you. getting back, let me take a break, and uh, then I'll get back, Robin, to this, uh, what happened in Miami. Okay. Because I can't and, imagine crying and fighting and... And a, crazy. a whole wonderful party idea turning into a nightmare. Yeah, it was nuts. I mean, I was glad to go to Miami. I, I did end up feeling positive about the whole experience. Uh-huh. I thought it was uh, great. Well, I'll get to that in a minute. Let me let me um let me do a couple of things here. First of all, as I mentioned, Wednesday Ed Sheeran will be here gonna you know come with his guitar perform a little bit by the way that rock and roll hall of fame i don't know what's gonna be gary's gary like you robin is convinced that i will be in the rock and roll hall of fame because of the amit erdogan award don cornelius of soul train got it this year uh-huh. is he still alive or is it posthumous he's posthumous. i don't know yeah he's posthumous he was mm-hmm. No, well, how is that? Anymore. That's your way in, meaning that, like that's an award specifically for people who weren't musicians but had a huge influence on music. Let me just go on record as saying I don't think I'm ever going to be inducted into any Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and also I am somewhat critical of this year's nominees. I mean, again, it is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and uh, here's the people who are in, and then I will get to what happened in Miami because it's nuts. Uh, again, Soundgarden did not make it in. 
which uh, is insane. They were they were on that list of people that I voted for. I get the ballot. I did vote. I also um, so here's who made it in Kate Bush. No offense to Kate Bush. I'm sure she's good, but I don't even know who that is. Honestly, this is her big song. I guess what happened was they included her song in a TV show. What was the TV show, Gary? Stranger Things. Okay, so they included it in there, and then the song had a revival. And now that now she's in the rock and roll. Oh, no, that's a baby crying. I'll get to that later. I was going to say, wow, she's good. <laughs> yeah, sound like a baby. Honestly, I didn't know this song first time around. I've heard it, but it never not, stopped me in my tracks or anything. I was a judge on TV. This isn't that good a song. No offense. It's just not. It doesn't make me feel any of it. And I don't understand why a revival by a, t- a TV show has anything to do with your influence in rock and roll. Well, again, I don't know if that's the reason, but it is kind of a coincidence that this song got revived and then all of a sudden she got in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I only say it, like, if there was nobody left in the world to put into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, if again, I'm going to bring up the name Jethro Tull, which is ridiculous that they're not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I don't know who's got a bug up their ass about them, but those guys had, I don't know how many albums they sold, but between Thick as a Brick and Aqualung, this was really good. Kate Bush is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and these guys aren't. Fucking criminal. Ridiculous. Who could they have pissed off? They're they, nice guys. <laughs> I don't even think they've ever been nominated or they, they don't get nominated. So it's like not even wow. like you can vote for them. They don't get in. Someone must really hate the flute. <laughs> Who the fuck voted for the spinners? Gary. Gary, <laughs> Gary has the worst what musical taste. Uh, tell, yeah, tell they got in. Yeah, got in, Robin. It's moronic. <laughs> that doesn't matter. I'll give you a couple well, of names I think they could have put in before the Spinners and Kate Bush. I'll give you the name uh, Smashing Pumpkins, uh, Black Crows. I mean, it is the ba- Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <clears throat> Bad Company. I mean, <clears throat> what the fuck kind of Rock and Roll Hall of the Spinners? So here's who got in. Listen, Missy Elliott and Kate Bush. All right, Cheryl Crow, I get. George Michael, I sort of get it, I get it, I guess. Uh. I don't know. Rock and roll, <laughs> uh, George Michael, I don't get it. Willie Nelson, I get. I mean, I know he's country, but he's fucking Willie Nelson. He's an influencer. Yeah. Rage Against the Machine finally got in. They were like, it took uh. them like a hundred tries. Yeah. That I, that I don't have a problem with. And I wouldn't have a problem with the Spinners if every other rock band in the world was in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, you, I don't think, again, if I'm wrong, tell me, but I don't even think Joe Cocker's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Nope. He's and the not? Spinners are. Yeah, I mean, uh, Oasis. Is Oasis in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? No, but I'm not sure if they're eligible yet. Has it been 25 years? It must of course be, right? it it's has. It's got to be. Absolutely. I mean, uh, I don't think Jane's addiction. 
is in the rock and roll. I would put them in. I put Alice in Chains in. Okay, I'll give you a, a Peter Frampton isn't in, but the spinners are. <laughs> and well, Kate Bush is in. Kate Bush? Yeah, Who the fuck is that? Who do you think okay, should her, be in more? Kate Bush or her, la- her last name is funny. I'll give you that. Bush. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. What'd you say? If you had to, if, who would you think should be in more, the Spinners or Kate Bush? The Spinners over Kate Bush. Yeah, sure. I, I literally, I know the one Kate Bush song, and then I think she did a duet with Peter Gabriel in the eighties, but I couldn't name well, one of the songs. Well, after wait that. a second. Here, here's a name I'll give you. Who do you think should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Kate Bush or Peter Frampton? Peter Frampton, Frampton. was in hum. Peter Frampton was in Humble Pie. He had the largest selling live album, double album in the history, I think, of, of music. And he was also uh, in Frampton's Camel, which, okay, admittedly wasn't a, you know, a, a legendary band, but I mean, but he, over, did, he did move the needle. He moved the he, he moved the needle. <laughs> I mean, honestly, Kate Bush or Foreigner. Foreigner's not in. I'm not a big I'm not a big cold as ice guy. In fact, I played that song so many times on radio, I almost jumped out a window. Fortunately, we we worked on the second floor. You're as cold as ice, willing to sacrifice your love. What else is it? But I mean, at least you could say they're a staple of rock and roll. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> able to think of two songs of Kate Bush. Kate, I don't even know the two. Two? <laughs> You want to know the truth? And I'm not making a joke, and I'm not saying this facetiously. I put the Gangnam Style guy in before Kate Bush. <laughs> Sigh. I'm not kidding. Mm, Gangnam Style. I get more out of that song. Or how about this? Is Boston in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? No. Okay. Kate Bush or Boston? Who's running that fucking show over there? Bring me into a meeting. I'll help you with it. Boston. That album is fucking brilliant. They so my understanding is they have like it's twenty or twenty five people. It's like Dave Grohl and uh, Questlove. They don't know and, what they're doing. And they and little Steven, they all get in a room and they're the ones who nominate. Well, little somebody Steven needs should to know talk to it. them. They need some direction, obviously. Maybe you ought to get Big Steven in there. <laughs> I mean, this or Kate Bush. I mean, how many times have you heard Kate Bush on the radio? <clears throat> how about Kate Bush or Ario Speedwagon? Is Ario Speedwagon in the? Um, I don't think so. Be- oh, what? They're not cool enough. That guy. That what's that guy? That big tall dude kind of looks like me. Kevin Cronin. Cronin. Kevin Cronin. Kevin Cronin has written more rock hits. Kate Bush dreams of a career like Kevin Cronin. Admittedly, they're poppy kind of. But I mean, they're pretty good songs. You should have seen by the look in my eyes, baby. W N B C. Dave Grohl is a—he's got a good sense of humor. Maybe just because he thought the name Kate he's Bush goofing, was funny. He's yeah, maybe he's goofing. <laughs> I mean, Ario Speedway. <laughs> take it in the take it in the ass, baby. Take it in. Uh, the what? I know what the <laughs> Yeah. Heard it from a friend who heard it from another in the around. They say you got a boyfriend. 
How about this? All right, I'll give you a good one. You know who's not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Who? Bad Company. Kate Bush or Bad Company? Give me a fucking break. Who's running that fucking stupid-ass organization? I'm going to start my own <laughs> Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That guy, the guy who sings for Bad Company, was saying Paul... Um, Rogers. Uh, Paul Rogers. When he sings, uh, don't you know, do, Fred, see if you can find the live version of, um, Shooting Star. Okay, I'll do what I can. I can give and you. Fred, the... let me ask you an yeah. opinion. Is there a better voice in rock and roll than Paul Rogers? I mean, no. doesn't, that, no. right. And no. Do you believe Kate Bush would be in there before no. Paul Rogers and, and I, Bad and Company? I agree with you. It's all based on that stupid TV fucking show. And I'm sorry, Gary, the spinner shouldn't be even nominated for anything uh, like that. Sorry. Absolutely. Jeff Rotal way before the fucking spinner. But, but, but I'm not in charge. Of, I can only vote for who's yeah, on the Yeah, but you pound. act so proud that the spinners yeah. made it in. Like, I'll told you, Robin. And it's like, I, thought, either, I wasn't know. alone, Fred. I'm not alone. You, well, Fred. then you're alone with a bunch of other delusional people. <laughs> Fred, That's play the right. live there version. I don't have the live, but I do have the. You do? Okay. In the meantime, I'll look for the other one, too. Coming at you, WNBC. I've got a little bit of bad company for you right now, and then we'll be doing the big tissue box giveaway. NBC. Johnny was a schoolboy when he heard his first Beatles song. Love me, do I think it was there? It didn't take him long. Nah, this guy, this guy shouldn't be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They're, they're smart to keep him out. Oh, look, Robin, it's the head of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Hi, how are you? Yes. Yeah. Um, why? Now I are you the person who... Did you put in Kate Bush? Yes, sir. All right. Uh, you prefer Kate Bush over Alice in Chains? Yes. Wow. Are you Kate Bush's biggest fan? Yes. All right. Well, thank you. Do you have a? Do you? I know what. Do you have a giant bush? Yes. Yeah. So. So you like the name Bush because you have a giant bush. Yes. All right. That's what I thought. But doesn't giant bush trap all the smells? Yes. Does your bush smell? Yes. Do you ever like to rub your finger on your bush and then sniff it? Yes, sir. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. The head of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Do you, wait a second. Do you always say yes? No. <laughs> Wow. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. What about the... Uh, uh, all right, I'll give you a... Who would you rather see in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I, this is what I would ask these guys. Would you rather see Emerson, Lake, and Palmer? One of the... To me, one of the best bands ever. What What is the... Uh, Bitches Crystal? The, 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 you ever hear Bitches Crystal? That's really... I mean, Kate Bush or Emerson, Lake, and Palmer? I went to see Emerson, Lake, and Palmer at Fillmore. This dude was running around with like a little piano strapped to his waist, running around on the stage playing it. I don't know which one it was, one of them. I guess Keith Emerson. Yeah, Keith Emerson. Yeah. You ever see them live? Me, I didn't. No. Fred, you ever see him live? Never did. I think he has uh, departed the earth as well. I think Keith Emerson well, died a I'll couple tell you years what. ago. He used to take a little Moog synthesizer 
and strap it to himself like a guitar and run around and play it. Oh, and he was doing stuff with synthesizers. Like, if you if you go to they had it at the Met, like the original synthesizer they used when they went on tour, it looked like a fucking telephone switchboard. All these right. patch chords, and he was doing that like while they were playing live. And by the way, uh, Mountain, rest in peace, Leslie West and uh, uh, Felix Papalardi. Oh, this is Emerson Lake and Palmer. Yeah, Bitches Crystal. Well, this is an obscure tune. I, I used this in a college film I made. I was an avant-garde filmmaker. I don't know if you've seen any of my work. Howard, didn't this guy dress like a wizard? Didn't, didn't he used to wear no, like a wizard? No, there was no shit? wizard. No, how dare you? Play something more commercial of theirs. I happen to like this. But... Coming at you, Bitches Crystal. Kate Bush or actual rock and roll? Play, um, well, Lucky Man, of course. Coming at you, Lucky Man from Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. WCCCAM and FM. Hitting those talk ups. Obviously, I don't have COVID. Sound mind and body. Do you hear that talk up, Robin? You must be impressed I with did. your man. That was perfect. <laughs> Thank you. What a dumb business. <laughs> Are Stone Temple Pilots in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I don't think no. so. Oh, my God. Kate Bush versus Stone Temple Pilots. Hey, vey. What a horrible fucking organization. I mean, Mike, a Stone Temple pile. 20 minutes, 23 minutes past 8 o'clock, 37 to 9. Here at WNBC. Stone Temple Pilots, yeah. NBC. See what I did there, Robin? I did. Yeah. Like I hit a post, but it wasn't a vocal post. I'll hit the vocal post for you. WNBC Stone Temple Pilots got a beautiful day outside. WNBC. See what I did there? I let the sea drop. And it, uh, I activated the end. I just went like this. WN. Fairly good. <laughs> I let the audience fill in the rest. So fucking talented. It's sickening. Uh, Kate Bush got in before these guys. The DeLeo brothers. And God rest his soul. Uh, Scott Wallen. W. NBC. We're giving away an oil can later on on the Johnny Dark Show. I don't want you to miss that. Full can of oil at WNBC. <laughs> Hey, I'll give you another one. All right. Stop this for a second. Kate Bush or Weezer? Weezer's not in the Rock and Roll Hall. Those guys are good. I mean, what is going on? I mean, I hate to do such a long rant on this, but I have to point out the inequities. <laughs> oh, C. Yeah, I love it. 
coming at you, Weezer. Where I come from isn't all that great. My automobile is a piece Well, listen, of it is. My fashion sense is a little whack and my friends Weezer's got a lot of good songs, Fred. Yeah. Present more. That's a good one. What else? Even if it's just those two. This is good. WNBC. What did we give away? An oil can? We're not ashamed of ourselves. We're a huge corporation and we're giving away oil cans on the air. An NBC oil can? <laughs> a W. No, it was a... It was a... Uh, what's that oil company? Um, oil I don't know. Company. STP or something. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. They did give those away? <laughs> no. But something like it. <laughs> I told you my mom won an oil can from WOR Radio. It's a crazy fucking story. So we came in the mail. It was open and leaking. And it and they also sent a, um, a, a WOR. Or no, it was an oil jacket. Like a, a oh, windbreaker. Oh, jacket with the logo on it yeah. or something? Yeah. And the jacket was covered in oil. <laughs> what is this? These guys, I mean, over Kate Bush. Give me a break. This is good, too. WNBC. Weezer. What, my talk up? Yeah. Yeah, well, I didn't finish with the call letters. I would have, uh, Pig Virus would have hauled me in the office. <laughs> You, you did a talk at 718. You did a talk up and didn't get in the WNBC. Are you fucking kidding? I'm the highest rated guy <laughs> in your station. You're worried about whether I say WNBC? You cunt. Do you care anything about Bachman Turner Overdrive? Like, uh, no, but. That. Well, BTO Robin, as we call them. Yes, yes. Um. Taking care of business, certainly over Kate Bush, yes. <laughs> well, I'm not talking about so the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but, you know, another member of that group just died. There's only one brother left. Who's left? Randy. Randy Bachman's still alive? Yeah. Coming at you, Randy Bachman is still alive. Let's celebrate, everybody. WCCC, AM and F in Southern New England's Best Rock. You ain't seen nothing yet. That's right. Bill Nozzle coming up next, and he's got all the music for you. Nice. Way I promo the other jock. Pretty awesome. Yeah, I know. You're freaking out how great I am. I get it. <laughs> this isn't about me. This is about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You know, I'll tell you another band that ain't in there. Procol, Kate Bush or Procol Harum? You tell me. Of course, Maybe Procol the, Harum. Fred, wasn't Wider Shade of Pale one of the greatest songs ever written? Totally. I think it was right. based on Bach. Robin exactly. probably know better than anyone. Not Sebastian Bach. It was uh, uh, Alvin Bach. <laughs> I think that was his brother. <laughs> but seriously, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, what am I, the crazy one? What am I? What am I? Uh, stupid? What? 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 Because I'm a vomit lover. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, Why does Shade of Pale to me is one of the greatest songs. Beautiful. And Billy song. Joel agrees, and he knows something about rock. Anyway. Kate Bush or Blue Oyster Cult, Kate Bush or, I mean, come on. This is crazy. Not to pick on Kate Bush. I'm sure she's talented. But when I think of rock and roll, I don't think of Kate Bush.
I know, I don't like to think about Bush. <laughs> uh oh. W. Let's see. Let's mix it up. WWWW. Detroit's W4. That's right. Detroit's W4, the lowest rated rock station in the country right now. We're at, we're at minus one listeners. Procol Harrell. We skip the light fandango. Nothing like doing a radio show and getting no reaction. I remember I went out, it was when Andy Kaufman was wrestling women. I went out onto the front the front lawn of the building with a microphone and wrestled whoever walked by. Now, you know me, I'm no great fighter. And I almost broke my neck. And then the ratings came out and we were still zero. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Yeah, this what would be a talk-up you could do just to one person for real. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do talk-up now. I don't care if I step on the vocal because no one is listening. <laughs> Zero people are listening right now. We're pretty lucky. A lot of room for growth. I like when the general manager hired me and says... We're going to pay you $28,000 because we're banking this whole radio station on you. I go, well, you know, this property is probably worth $25 million. And you're paying me, a guy, $28,000 and you're banking on me? You must be on fucking acid. But it isn't about me. It's about uh, Procol Harum not being in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So sad. All right. I got to get to Miami. May I ask you one there. question? Go ahead, Fred. Where do you stand on King Crimson? Dude, how dare you even question me? <laughs> In the court of the Crimson King. Ah. Ladies and gentlemen, I now present for your listening pleasure, King Crimson. <laughs> Oh, I love this song. Are you kidding? If I was uh, King Charles, I would have been coronated to this song. That would have been cool. Like they're putting the crown on my head right here and right now. What? Wait, I'll tell you, I'll give you the moment. That priest dude is walking up to me. He's holding the crown. I'm sitting there. And then all of a sudden he lifts the crown. And right now he puts it on me. Sound good. And I and then I embrace my son Harry. I accept him back into the family. Because I love my son. You wouldn't have him sitting at the back of the church. You'd call him up to the front. I'd call him up. <laughs> and then I would fight a dragon to prove that I should be king right now. 
ye, dragon. And then I would behead Prince Andrew. Because he may or may not have gone to Epstein Island. What do you think of that? What a fucking coronation. All right. At enough. least pull a, a sword out of a rock or something. Yeah, then I, <laughs> and then I'd French kiss Meghan Markle. I don't care if it's my son's wife. I'll do what I want. I'm king. Take what I want. Give me your wife. Give me both your wives, both my sons. And I will fuck There them. were kings that did that, you know. Absolutely. I fucked <laughs> Kate Middleton and Meghan Markle in front of everybody. <laughs> I will take out the royal schween and bequeath her mingi to me. I bequeath your wives mingi to me. What a sick fucking country we're in when I'm the king. <laughs> <laughs> Did I mention I'm going to slay a dragon right at my coronation? <laughs> Prove my worthiness. All you have to do is find a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Was Prince Andrew, isn't Prince Andrew like they keep him hidden away because of... Well, they took away all of his honors, but he was there and he was wearing these sashes and ribbons oh. because he can't wear his medals anymore. You uh. know, they were saying he was dressed like a normal person. There was nothing normal about how he was dressed. They should have put a wear any medals. What about a dunce cap on that dude? Well, that would have been more appropriate. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Charles doesn't like him very much at all. He didn't. Fergie still lives with him, his former wife, and oh. she wasn't even on the guest list. He wouldn't even put her on the guest list. Really? And so Andrew came with his his daughters. Yeah. Okay. Nice. If I was that guy, I'd lay low. I wouldn't even show up. Oh no, he again. They feel so entitled. They should never not be able to show up. Yeah. They're better than other people. It's fucked up. That's why I don't like kings and queens. I don't consider them better than me. Well, maybe they're better than me, but not better than you, Robin. There you go. Nobody's better than me. Uh, unless, you, you know, All if right. you weren't sure, I've now pronounced it. Nobody's All right. So let me get let me get into this, Robin. I know you're anxious. Um, yes. So this was so uh, wrapping up Miami and we'll probably be talking about this for months, but let's start it. Let's start the conversation. Fucking things went nuts in Miami the last night. I left right after the show on Wednesday. I had about a, a couple of minute conversation with Carrie Underwood after and, uh, and I said goodbye to the crew. And then they all hung around for Ronnie's, what was it, Ron, to just congratulate you on getting married, right? Like a bachelor dinner. Yeah. Yeah. And it ended up being all fucked up. I mean, crazy. Uh, as well, Gary it, did, it, and, did, it didn't start well, that way. It was a lot of fun to start. All I know is Gary and Jason said they were <laughs> miserable because they ended up like being in charge of you maniacs like you were 10 year olds and then and then jd was crying and um and chris wilding was crying howard J jason and i talked the next morning these are grown both... men gary these are grown men <laughs> yeah no i'm aware we, we both commiserated that we like went back to the room that night and called our wives to say like we had to decompress it was so it really was wow they were so war. fucked up i will tell you the what funny did you part say, was uh, gary what'd you say to your wife I said, tonight was one of the most fucked up nights I've ever had in the history of hanging around the show. And she's like, well, what happened? And it took me a half an hour to explain it. But the funny thing was, I left for a while. This, this is how I knew things were going bad. 
Ronnie, when we started, was wearing a sash that we gave him, you know, like a bachelorette party. <laughs> and when I saw him an hour later, it was around his head like the Karate Kid. <laughs> he had tied it around his head. Like a Japanese warrior. <laughs> Japanese warrior. <laughs> Jason, did you call your wife? Were you that upset that like you? Needed I did. To... Well, I just I got home and and uh, back to the hotel and like I just needed to process what was going on and right. I, I I I called I called my wife and I just go. I think that was the single worst experience I've ever had working on this show and, and, you know, wow. 20 plus years I've been here. And it was just, look, nothing happened, nothing, you know, listen, everyone's safe and, you know, nothing horrible happened, but the, the bad feelings and the amount of just talking people like, you know, Hey, everything's going to be okay. Please don't quit the show. Please come back to the, <laughs> don't leave, the, don't sure. leave right away. <laughs> Wolfie, yeah. were you there? Yeah. I, uh, so, so we divided up some duties. duties. Certain people duties. Were duties. Certain, certain yeah. people were coming. Duties. People were coming. But Ronnie couldn't shit show. again, and you divided up his duties? And we had to pull it I, I was assigned to Ronnie all night, so I had a microphone on Ronnie. I captured everything he said the whole night. So it, <laughs> this night was such a buzzkill, Howard. Oh, my God. It really was. It was like when I got there, Howard, I was gone for a little bit. When I got there... It, you could feel the tension in the air. I mean, you really could feel it. And I walked in. I'm like, what's going on? And Jason pulled me to the side. And you could see people were seething. And people were still yelling at each other. And people were crying. All right. Let's get down to it. Uh, enough preambles. So at the start yeah. of the night, Sal was there, of course. And he received a spiritual sign that the night was going to be full of positivity and love. Shows you. <laughs> Great psychic. Uh, he found a dime. <laughs> yeah, here, here's Sal's uh, prediction. We're celebrating Ronnie. We're with good friends. We're in Miami. You know, sometimes I just impulsively pick up my phone. And when I picked it up, I saw 333. And what does 333 mean? When you see 333, that's what it means. It means positivity, creativity, expansion in your life, and uh, goodness. And that's what we're doing. It's been a positive experience. Howard's been happy. Show's been happy. Sirius has been happy. JD is smiling. He's happy. Happy, I'm happy. Good things are happening. It's a reminder that my spirit guides are here, here with me. They're wishing us a good time tonight. And it's at a moment where we just got the drinks, and it's also at a moment where we're going to go out and celebrate with good friends. I have Sal, you couldn't be dimes. Yeah, Sal, you couldn't be uh, more wrong. I mean, the night I, I could be <laughs> negative. <laughs> I was like, uh, you're totally full of shit. Yeah. Your, uh, your spirit us. guides are idiots. <laughs> They're punky. Just like you. you. No, well, no, Robin, I was, hang I was hanging out with idiots. <laughs> Sal, were you, were you part of the, Sal, were you part of the chaos or were you kind of... I was calming? part of it. it <laughs> you were? It was insane. Oh, 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 oh. Can I tell you something? Sal was wasted, Sal? yet still how somehow the most behaved person. And the, you know, well, but Sal was Sal's Jekyll and Hyde, right? <laughs> so, like, I walked with Sal along, and this is after the whole incident at the Cuban restaurant. And I said, "Is everything good at home?" He's like, "Yes, yeah, Christine." And she gets it's just a goof; it's no big deal. I'm gonna lay low tonight. I don't need to be the center of attention. And then at one point, he's so drunk, he grabs the microphone and goes on a rant for like 20 minutes, and is the center of attention. Well, Sal was uh, talking to to me all night about three stages. He was asking if he's seen the green light and the yellow light or the red danger zone. So this is where he his mind was at. And I was asking him what would happen if you were in the red danger zone? He would put his dick on Chris Wilding's head. He would cheat on his wife. These are things he would do if he was in the red danger zone, but he wasn't. He never let himself get there. Sadly all right, so at me. the big at the big Ronnie party, it was Gary, 
Jason. Chris, you were there evidently crying, right? Well, not right <laughs> away. I didn't show up in tears. Okay. Like, he was all the crying right was at away. the end of the night. Yeah, yeah. Come all on. Right. And, 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 and John Blit was there. <laughs> Wolfie was there. JD, you were there, right? I and, was, uh, J- I was. And you end up crying. For half and an Ronnie, hour. <laughs> and Ronnie, you were there, of course. For a half hour, you crying? He was. I was following him around with a camera. His hands were on his head. He was like, "I don't know what I want to do." He's pacing around. He would stop crying, start crying, stop crying. It was like a, it was like an after school movie. It was insane. I was God. trying not to do it, have a fucking emotional breakdown in front of Wolfie. <laughs> That's what I was trying to <laughs> stop. You were having it in front of me. <laughs> you had a man. Elevator. You. you were yeah. crying in the elevator. You were crying at the bar. You were in the morning. Very little. I cried very little. <laughs> oh, shut up, Chris. I By the way, Howard. When the night got started, Sal had a move. I didn't realize Sal had this move where he orders an extra shot with his drinks. He calls it drinking heavy or, or ordering <laughs> yeah, heavy. He wants it heavy. Wants it the heavy, yeah, heavy, want, yeah. You know, ah. like heavy. That's right. Sal would ask the bartenders to put more booze in there because he lost the taste for alcohol. He's like, I'm not sure if I'm turning into an alcoholic, but Sal, I can't what's taste wrong with alcohol. You? You, you know, what, what, Howard, what? I don't know what it is. You, you know, we're out, we're having a good time, and I felt like the drinks, they just tasted like fruit juice, and I'm like, I'm not getting that zing, you know? I'm not yeah, getting yeah, that yeah. Whoa, zing. He got it. Yeah, I'll tell you, he got, I got that zing. Yeah, Derek, I, Derek, I got you fast. were there. Are you, are, were you, are you close with Ronnie? Is that uh, your scene with him? Yeah, I mean, Ronnie and I have been very close. Ronnie, you know, drove me to Steven Singer to get my engagement ring for my uh, wife, and, you know, I was there mostly to kind of keep the train on the tracks which i didn't do but i i was producing this along with wolfie and mamet so i was kind of keeping the train moving the mike whole, you were there right I, yeah, and, was, uh, yeah you were there you're not too happy mike might have mike might have driven the train that, t- that went off the tracks <laughs> did you drive the train mike no we had a great i mean i had a good time i mean i don't know about it, but, uh, it did get a little crazy but it was fun Real quick, Sal, Sal asked a female producer to monitor his behavior and to make sure he didn't do anything creepy that night. Yeah, green light, yellow light. I I asked her to be, because I was drinking, I said, would you mind being an etiquette manager for me? I go. Oh, you said creep name. meter. You said creep meter. Creep advisor. Well, creep creep advisor. Creep advisor. I, I, I that go, was be. Was he What's a that? creep? I'm a creep. Was he a creep? He he didn't get creepy, but Sal, man, like like yeah, wow. he said Jekyll, Jekyll <laughs> yeah. Hyde. Oh, Sal was stop so it emotional. already with me. Halfway halfway through that clip of Sal talking, he's talking one way. He looked over to his creep advisor, and that's when you hear him make a hard left turn because he was getting to the red zone. <laughs> also, <laughs> Sal Sal revealed to me that whenever he finds a dime on the street, he kisses it all over, no matter how dirty it is. Always. Right. Sal, all right. Let's... First of all. What is it about you that you don't know how to regulate yourself, that you have to turn uh, to a co-worker and say, please advise me on my behavior? I mean, you I do, because, I'll tell you, I'll tell you why, Howard, because alcohol was involved. And sometimes when alcohol is involved, it, it changes you. It changes your chemistry. And I didn't want to be that person. I wanted to make sure that somebody just could nudge me or say, How about hey, not drinking well, that much? How about drinking and not asking for a full? How about if it tra- changes you into a terrible person? Don't drink at all. So well, how about how about I how about the next chance, morning, Robin? So how about right, the next morning? I, over each other. What did you say, Sal? 
I have to take that chance. You know, I like to drink. I like to have fun. And we did have fun. But I thought it was just it was just additional reassurance, Howard. I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm going to drink. I'm, I'm going to have fun. But if at any point where I can't gauge myself or the, or the shit starts coming out of my mouth without me thinking, <laughs> just give me a little sign and I'll stop. And it, and it worked. It was good. And I was doing that for the benefit of myself and everyone around me. <laughs> what is it? Howard, how- Pinocchio needs Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> so how about the next morning when we're all we're all together and I start talking to you about what happened the night before and you stared at me like he had oh, no I idea what I was talking about. So I said, yeah. so you don't remember saying this, this and this so I says, zero recollection. I have no idea. What <laughs> yeah. oh, boy. And that's that's why why had, all I can tell you is from what I'm hearing, there are still hard feelings from this. Ronnie is still annoyed at Perlman. Do I have that right, Ron? Yeah, well, he ruined the whole night for everybody. That's not true. <laughs> One way of looking at it. <laughs> that's not true. And, and Gary, you're... And no, it is person. true. It's true. Because that's, that's what started the whole, the whole shit. Because he, would, he, he wouldn't let up. You know, he wouldn't put all the shit aside and have a good time. Ronnie, we were, he, had to, he had to keep digging. We were playfully busting each digging. other's balls all night. Shut the fuck night. up and let me talk, all right? Okay. Then you'll have your turn. Okay? Go ahead. Go ahead. Um... You know, it's so, everybody was having fun. We were having a great time, and he's fucking digging at me. And dig, at one point, somebody ordered me a drink and it was made in a pineapple, you know, an actual <laughs> pineapple. And he's like, huh? a real men don't drink out of a fucking pineapple. What the fuck you doing? You know, what's wrong with you? He's got you a point. Ass, what are you drinking? It? You know, it's not. It wasn't his fucking night to have fun. He's you know, walking around with to, a pineapple drink. The fucking thing. It was bigger than his head. And he's, so walk, he's walking around holding it like it's a fucking basketball. Yeah, here we go. You know? <laughs> well, and, and that's why the party got ruined. Okay? All right. That's why the party got ruined. And Gary, to it, you, asshole, that you ruined Gary, the fucking party. Because you had a pineapple you drink? <laughs> and Gary, you were No, there was more to it. And you know it. All right. Don't be a fucking dick now. Howard wants to say something, Ronnie. No, I'm talking to him. Well, we're all on the same air, Ronnie. Everybody gets a chance. All right, okay. let me get to the party. Let me. Let I'm me not saying a word. So the party <laughs> started. The, the party. Like. The party started out good, and then it went off the rails. Yeah. Ronnie totally blew up after Mike Perlman accused him of wearing the same shirt three days in a row. I will play you exclusive tape of this. <laughs> this is what set it off. Here we go. I'm going to work. He's an old fucking bag of shit. He's wearing the same shirt he's been wearing for fucking the past three days. Are you wearing the same shirt you've worn for the past three days? No. This is fucking a different shirt. Perlin says it's the same shirt. No, he doesn't. Dude, I'll take you to my fucking room right now. It's a different fucking shirt. Ronnie just lunged at Mike Perlman. You fucking pushed me over the edge, you fucking great head. Why was the shirt comment what pushed you over the edge? Because he tells me I'm wearing I'm wearing wearing the same shirt for three fucking so days. So what? You fucking asshole. Oh, Ronnie just Ronnie just hurled his drink at Mike Perlman. At like 20 feet towards Mike Perlman. Get the fuck out of here. Go home. Go home. <laughs> Ronnie, you're getting violent. You threw a drink at the guy? Yeah, because he wouldn't, he wouldn't stop, dude. He he, it's, that's not what is it. It wasn't all about him. He didn't hit you, know, you with we, Everybody was having no, a good time. Me. We were at a we were at a place and we uh, we met people. We bought them drinks. We were having fun. And what do you care if he says you wore the same shirt for? Well, yeah, I can tell you how it, it, it was humor. It went to different things. It was like constant dig, dig, dig. He wouldn't stop, and he started with Chris. Also, I heard I didn't stop with Chris. 
Meanwhile, yes, you he, did. Meanwhile, no, Ronnie did. didn't hit uh, Mike. He hit me. I was like Jackie Kennedy on the motorcade. My dress was <laughs> and then, just covered. And then in Derek, Derek ice takes and, me and oh. sits me down in a, on a wall where we're walking, and I'm getting the whole fucking lecture that I'm ruining the fucking night. I, I didn't well, give Derek. you a lecture that you were ruining the night. I said we had to separate everybody. J Jason went ahead with Perlman. <laughs> Mamet and I stayed with you, and all I was saying was. When you throw a drink, it takes it to the next level. Everybody was going right. words, words, back and forth. And I all I said was, everybody needed to chill out. This was supposed to be a positive, happy thing to celebrate. Yeah, and you. Get, uh, as always, I'm the one getting lectured when I didn't do anything. You were the well, only you one. Did. You, you threw drink. a drink. You were getting you a lecture a on your fucking side. Deal. I didn't hit nobody. I didn't fucking threw a drink. You hit me. You hit everybody. Deal. I mean... There's a great video of that uh, drink toss. Oh, it's, it's no, a you're, Yeah, Blit. You're, you know, you're another one. Howard, it's what? weird how things affect <laughs> people. Blit is another one, Ron. What did he do? Yeah, he's another digger. You know, he likes to needle, needle, needle. I was another swimming one. and drinking rosé. I was not involved. I was <laughs> yeah. I was having the drinking best time. The, yeah, yeah, you're drinking your $500 bottle of rosé. No, it wasn't $500. Ron, you that. were not an innocent party in this. Wolfie... Uh, said that you were saying horrible things about Mike throughout the entire night. With the two of you going back and forth. Yeah, yeah we were going Roddy back and said. forth. Yeah, but I wasn't saying it to him. The stuff Ronnie said, <laughs> no, you did. I listened to the whole tape. Ron, Ronnie at one point calls Perlman a guido. He tells oh. him that he's not a producer, that he's worthless. What, well, what yeah, said. well, listen, I'm supposed to sit back and take Weren't you telling shit? Perlman to open up his eyes? You said his eyes are always squinting. Oh, yeah. They were closed. Yeah. We were I going. Help it. <laughs> Howard, we were going back and forth playfully all night. It was funny. It was. It was. A, it was fun. Like we were just going back yeah. trading digs yeah. all night. And number and Ronnie, when I was, when I was talking about your shirt, I wasn't calling you like a dirtbag. You were wearing the same shirt. Ronnie seems to like uh, these like blue, Hawaiian shirts, and they're. I guess he brought a bunch of them, and they're all blue. And I, you know, I saw him wore one on Monday, one on Tuesday. What do you care? I'm just saying that's what I was what bringing do you up, care? and that that's set the you whole off. Point. That was what like do you care? that was his kryptonite. His blue shirt. Don't worry about what I fucking wear. Worry about what you wear. What the, I don't get. Yeah, it, but man. but but meanwhile, we are ten feet. From one of the most gorgeous beaches in the world, and everybody's arguing over a blue shirt. Like, what like, the well, fuck? What are you doing? It's like West Side Story. So, Jason, story. Uh, I'll play you this tape. Jason, Mehmet, and Derek took Ronnie away to cool down. So, uh -huh. Ronnie could not stop venting. He couldn't cool down. Perlman had really gotten under his skin. This is a, a clip. Don't tell me that shit that I'm wearing the same fucking clothes for three days. All right. Okay. Don't tell me. No that. more. No more. No more. No, no more. more. That's fucking horse shit. No okay. more. Don't make a fucking asshole out of me about my fucking clothes that probably smell or whatever. I don't want to hear it. I mean, fuck him, man. Well, who the hell is he? I don't get him. He's he's your friend. And I no, he's not my friend. Okay. That let's get that straight. You know what? What? I can't wait for my fucking plane tomorrow night. I can't wait to be the fuck out of here. That bums me out to hear you say yeah, that. It not, really yeah, is. No, I want to be out of here. You know what? He's the guy who started all this shit this afternoon. I didn't say shit to fucking him, right. but I'm the one who's getting the fucking lecture. I love you. All I'm saying is... Yeah, you don't fucking love me. You love the fucking show and what you produce. Don't give me your shit. That's not true. You got your job. You got your job. You guys do what you want. I'll do what I fucking want. Yeah, but listen, this is not supposed to be a negative thing. This is supposed to be a well, positive thing. Well, you should have controlled him. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> well, what's amazing is this was a celebration of Ronnie getting married and seeing each other after three years. I mean... This is terrible. Uh, yeah, he was so happy to see everybody. Now he can't wait to get on the plane. Like the I got Ronnie Hazel was shirts. I'll show you all my shirts. 
<laughs> Ronnie was very fixated on because when I when I heard him, he, I think the way Ronnie heard the comment was he goes, "I'm not dirty." He said, "I'm fucking dirty," and I'm not dirty. And Ronnie, well, Ronnie's got a that. point. Let's be honest. When someone accuses you of wearing the same shirt for three days, it's implying he's smelly and dirty. Oh, he said, "I'm I, not Richard I wasn't Christie." Impl- <laughs> yeah, I wasn't implying that, Ronnie. You took it wrong. I wasn't implying that. Yeah, I I take everything wrong. No, I'm just saying. Okay, maybe I said it the wrong well, way. M- Mike Perlman was getting. This same speech from Jason yes. Farhead. It wasn't yeah. like Ronnie was singled out. Right. We were just right. right. I was in charge of talking well, to Ronnie. There is a happy ending to the story. So I thought later in the <laughs> afternoon, oh, yeah. Perlman sincerely apologized, and the two guys hugged it out. So that's why I'm surprised. Ah. They still listen. Listen to the tape. I was making a joke. I love you. You're my brother. I love you very much. I don't want you to be, have any ill feelings towards me. I'm happy for you. I want to celebrate. You got to calm down. You gotta upset. Calm. Hug it out. Hug it out. Yeah. They're having a big, big hug. Fuck yeah. Fuck this wife shit. Fuck this wife shit. Love wins in Miami, Florida. So it looked like things were on track, but then the drama started up again. Perlman upset Chris Wilding. And it started when Mike gave a nice toast to Ronnie. And Chris was talking to Wolfie during Perlman's toast. So Perlman told him to shut up. He was making, you know, he was ruining the moment. So um, Wolfie put a microphone in my face. Well, here's what happened. You're a good man. And I know you got your eye out for me. And you always have. And you got your eye out for all these guys. Chris, shut the fuck up for a second. I'm talking about Ronnie. Hold on. Wait, wait a second, Chris. I'm sorry. I don't mean to. Wolfie's a weirdo. I'm just talking to Ronnie. Wolfie's a weirdo. No, 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 Chris, Chris. I'm not trying to fucking offend. No, Chris, Chris, Chris. I'm trying to get some silence here. Hold on, hold on. I, I'm sorry, Chris. I'm sorry. I'm all right. All right. Is, is that when Chris started crying? What happened yeah. with now? I, first of all, I was just trying to make a speech and I said it in like a joking way. Chris, shut the fuck up. I didn't mean it in a malicious way. And, and I, I merely saw that it upset him and I went up to him and I, and I said, you're right. I, I didn't, you know. So why, why was Chris crying? I don't understand. And Gary, why are you upset I, with Chris? What happened? I'm not upset with, no, no, I'm not upset with Chris. I'm just saying that Chris you're got annoyed. very upset, but, but, but I will say this. It was very tense, and Mike was trying to relieve the tension yeah. by, by, tell me to by shut making good up. with Ronnie. <laughs> and Chris was like the drunk at the end of the bar who was yelling stuff. So I understand Mike might have done stuff. it a little harshly, but he was saying like, hey, man, I'm trying to have a moment. Could you just give me a fucking moment? I think come <clears> off right. a little harshly. All right. Well, anyway, so... Everybody's so, so sensitive. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, oh, my I'm God. So Chris, Chris got offended. Strong. Chris got offended and upset by Perlman. He sulked away to drink alone at a different bar. <laughs> and Mamet, <laughs> like, I, I mean, give me a, oh I my God, Mamet, remove myself. Mamet caught up with Chris and asked why he was so upset. And here it is. Yeah, yeah I was, I was talking to Wolfie and Mike Perlman was like, yeah, you shut the fuck up. And I'm sorry, but like, I'm not going to sit there and throw drinks at the guy like Ronnie, but like, tell your fucking place. Cause that guy's very manipulative and kind of a piece of shit. I think there's a lot of people around here who are big swinging dicks and don't have the fucking clout or the talent to back it up. And I think he's one of them. And I think it's pretty sad that everyone's tiptoeing around the fact that he's a punk. So I'm getting out of here. I'm going home. Here's your love. You're taking your love off and going home? Well, if I can't be served, if if I'm so despicable, I can't be served alcohol. Yeah. Yeah, that's totally what just happened. I, I, I was just stick around. I'm not. 
But like no one will serve me alcohol. <laughs> yeah, so just have try have have fun for a little while. What's fun here? <laughs> Chris, you were yes. cut. You were cut off from drinking, but so was everyone else. Well, see, well, that's things- t- t- in my defense, I didn't know that because I was at a separate part of the bar, and the, and the way they made it seem was like, "I'm sorry, sir, we can't serve you alcohol anymore." And I thought, "Well, I'm not throwing anything at anyone. I'm not really making a scene. I'm just here, kind of quietly." So I I took offense to that. But let me just say, I was so you, heat, you I was you went throw, to another ex- bar to drink. I mean, drinking is that important to you? Well, I just wanted to be away. It wasn't really another bar. It was the same restaurant, but it was a little sort of antechamber. I just wanted to be away from the, from the, from the crowd. And I Jeez. was, and I was drunk and I was overly sensitive and I listened back to the tape and, and Mike did not deserve, uh, uh, those words. I think I was parroting a lot of what Ronnie was saying throughout the night. So I'm, I'm embarrassed by that. Yeah, tape. I see how it comes down to getting me getting blind. No, no, so no Howard, this was it's my, my fault, but I, I'm embarrassed by that tape, and no, I apologize. Right, Chris, so you say no uh, people tiptoe you. around Mike Perlman. You feel he doesn't have the talent to back up his uh, big mouth. He's a punk. He's what are you punk? saying? Well, again, I feel like I was parroting a lot of what Ronnie was saying throughout. Don't the night. blame it on me, dude. You said it. You said it. And that's I said, it. I don't even know if. Listen, I don't even know if I was talking about Mike. I don't know what the fuck i was saying i was out of my mind <laughs> but then poor jason had to now he had already had to pull mike perlman aside now jason has to leave the rooftop bar where we're having dinner and he's got to go across the street with wilding and like he missed he you know to. he missed dinner he was sitting with chris for like an hour well, uh, well, jason, all of this all of this shit that was going on really affected jd he's sitting here quiet but he got all upset and he got all choked up JD He's a broken got emotional. man. A broken man. Can I say a couple things first? Sal. Yeah. <laughs> so I was sitting there. It was me and Sal sitting with Ronnie at the end of this table. Ronnie was just, he was constantly saying, you know, you know, uh, I want to leave. I want to get out of here. They're going to fucking make fun. They're, they're going to blame me for all this. <laughs> As Sal, usual. Sal for like, he, Ronnie just wanted to sit there, but Sal just kept going. We're okay. I love you, man. We're good. We're good. I'm you. So what's wrong with that? that? Just annoying Ronnie. Ronnie just wanted you to be quiet, first of all. Um, okay, there you go. Ronnie turned into well, a another word, baby. Uh, in other words, JD, you were kind of, you're like the kid whose parents fight all the time and you it start was, crying because you don't want to see your parents fighting. Oh, it was something like that. Listen, I, I, I'm friends with Ronnie. I care about him. I, he was in, a dark place. He was talking about leaving. He All said, right, here's tape. He was barely saying cunt. He, yeah, he barely said cunt. That's when you know. Give <laughs> context, but go ahead. That's go. right. All right, here is JD at the bar. He's <laughs> gonna get chastised, shit on, however you want to pull it, that sort of way. So, but he's had his balls busted a million times over. Why do you think this one is so bad? I do, I, I do not know, man. I do not know. Oh, you know, you know what, you know what? Also, uh, you're choked up. Oh, shut up, Wolfie. <laughs> oh, what got to me a little bit was uh, <laughs> what are you trying to say? Easy, easy. How he was like being pushed out for new blood or whatever. Which it's not the case. That's it. <laughs> uh, You're referring more to Howard's new security guard and limo driver? No, no, no it was. No, listen, I don't know how. Oh, 
I don't know how Ronnie was necessarily thinking of it, which he could have been thinking about that. But <laughs> it, I think also he was thinking about new personalities on the show and, you know, that sort of thing. Kind of like he was being phased out? Uh, yeah. Yes. And what feeling does that give you to think about that? Uh, we're not great because I don't feel that way. And I don't like that he feels that way. A couple of observations. <laughs> First Wait, of all, when, when you cry, JD, what is all that? Snorting. That's me, not... try, that's me trying to stop crying. That's me. Trying Are you like to... snotting and, and, and like? No, not to... really. I'm just trying to like stop trying to hold everything back. Well, sound like a warthog. It's a tick JD has. Whenever he gets emotional, he snorts. Yeah, that is true. That yeah. is true. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's fucking crazy. And secondly, what do we, you you don't even perceive the situation probably. I, I Ronnie retired from the show. He wasn't sense. kicked out. He no, wasn't, not, no, no, whoa, 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 hold on. And I'm I gave him a job being part of the show. That's not saying how I felt. That's not how I was, I was perceiving how Ronnie was seeing things. That's well, Ronnie's how, insane. But no, dude, what are you talking about? I, you think I you're being st- pushed out? Is that what no. you're saying? No, dude, I didn't say that. All I Ronnie, said was you did say that. You did. Ronnie say turned that. into Willie Loman last night. Dude, dude, shut the fuck up. All right, <laughs> Ronnie, I love you. You did say that at one point at the table. You All right, maybe I did say it was the al- maybe it was the alcohol talking. I don't know. What do you know. mean, Ronnie? But what do you mean I, you're being pushed out? What was pushing you out? Too. You retired. You moved to Vegas. Oh, Who are these new personalities? Will you let me fucking about? talk? See, all right, talk. Go- let me hear. And don't say you didn't say it. You said. Uh, all right. So maybe, like I said, maybe it was, I did say it and the alcohol was talking a little bit too. But I said it on the <laughs> air earlier in the day. I said to you, I was very emotional about the whole situation after seeing you, haven't seen you in three years. And it was very emotional. I'm sorry. Mike, I, what's I, going on with Ronnie? He's going around saying he got pushed out. He didn't get pushed out. He retired. He I here know. Here I we think, go. Here I we think, fucking go. I think after seeing you, Howard, in person, because I was with him right before he went on and saw you in Miami for the first time in three years, I think, you know, and I was talking to him, too, seeing the other security guy with you, yeah. seeing everybody. And I said that. I know you did. And I think uh, going into the studio and seeing Howard... It, it, it left an emotional toll on him, and it didn't just end when the show ended that day. It went on for the rest. You know, but now he's head. got JD crying. He's going around telling everybody. Oh, that's he's all my emotional. fault. That's of course, he's crying because of you. What you? He's a good he's fucking crying. friend. Okay, he's crying for me. He's a good, good friend. friend. He's fucking not, something's not wrong breaking, with the not guy. Breaking, not constantly <laughs> breaking my fucking balls. Well, the other, the yeah, other but JD's not, crying. I mean, what the, the fuck? Other I'm glad. I'm glad he was crying. He has emotions. He has to get out. <laughs> yeah, but you must have been so belly aching that you upset. No, I wasn't him. so belly aching. Oh yeah, the, the, I was, there was a, there was a moment where Ronnie was like, "I'm just going to get in my car, stay out all night, not come to the show tomorrow, get on the plane, wow. go home." So I think oh, JD was man. reacting. Well, to yeah, a lot there was that. Energy. There was one part where you know he See, wanted to go to he wanted to go to the strip club. <laughs> And he said, oh, so did you now stop so, it. No, hold on. Listen, let me know. I, go, I, w- I would go, but he's like, no, no, no. If you're going, you're staying until 5 a.m. with me. And then we're going straight to the show. And I was like, Rockstar. me and Sal are looking at each other like, dude, we can't, we can't do that. So he's like, okay, I guess I'm going by myself. 
And, uh, did you go, that, Ronnie? Really? No, I didn't go. <laughs> he did not go, but thank God. Yeah, yeah, he was talked he, off a ledge to not go. Yeah, he was about it took to like go. a whole team. It, it took a, a SEAL team to stop him from yeah, going. I, no, here's <laughs> more JD. Here's it more JD Cross. Darren handcuff, handcuff him to his bed. It took here's one more, person. Here's, here's more JD crying. About the way Ronnie is feeling right now. That's, That's it. What? I mean, he's going to the strip club. He's going to go by himself. I don't think he's going to go. He's going to go to the... Oh, but, but still, he's... he's he's got, that's what wait, he's doing. So you're crying because Ronnie's going to go to the strip club? It, it's, it's, it's not like that act. It's more like... It has nothing to do with me. It's more about he thinks this is like some last hurrah. And like no one's going to go with him because we have to fucking work the next morning. And he's feeling a certain way about that. And that's it. That's it. So you're upset that he's sad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All stop. Right, I guess. Wait, Everyone should... stop. JD, you're like an empath. Ronnie's upset, so you're yeah. bawling and crying. And Howard, we had we had two professional security guards with us the entire time. Like yeah. big, hulking, muscular security guards. And they're standing uh-huh. around. They are looking at each other like they don't know what to make of us. All it is is like 40-year-old <laughs> men crying everywhere. And then they're, and they're like, we were hired... To like protect you guys from having like fans come up and whatever. No one and came instead, up. And instead, no like, fans came up. Yeah, no. they have to separate fans. Perlman and Ronnie. <laughs> People ran from us. They didn't come up to us. They ran away from us. Howard, the, the security guard told me, he said, we were prepared for all external threats. We weren't anticipating an internal threat. <laughs> Turns out security, security was there to hand you guys tissues so you could help yeah. you know, cry. A hug from one of them, I'll tell you. Hey, so I. JD, I still don't understand. I, I get Ronnie's, uh, I don't know, going nuts, but you, what are you crying about? Jesus I Christ. felt bad for him and how he was feeling. That's, Ma- that was maybe, uh, maybe JD was crying because he didn't get to go to the strip club. I think that I is think the undercurrent of emotion. That's yeah. it, right? I, yeah. honestly, I honestly don't think Ronnie gives a fuck who came with him or not to the strip club. He was about to go. With oh, no. Well, son. that was, you know, no, I, I agree. At that point, no, he did not care who went with him. He didn't, he wanted to go by himself. If need be, uh, he was bluffing. I don't think he was going by himself. Oh, and uh, John, oh, he, was he was making. Uh, I was there. Was I don't know. That was oh, you, yeah. John Blit knows everything. This yeah, was one JD, of the last were you upset? I... You wanted to go to the strip club, and Ronnie was going himself. I know it was real important to you to get to that strip club. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I it was. I wanted. He wanted to go. I wanted. Why to was go. he bugging you the whole night? Well, no, he was, not he was trying to figure out when we could go. You know, when we would have time to go. And we did you know, <laughs> we never made it there. Um, you want to go to the strip club so bad, huh? Yeah, but no, it was more about Ronnie. Oh, to be honest. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> it. If I wanted to go All to Tootsie's, right. I would have fucking gone, you know, if I wanted to go bad enough, I would have gone fucking, you know, whatever night. When we were originally planning this, we, one of the thoughts was, oh, we should all go to the strip club as a group. And we decided against that. The dinner was fine. And JD was like, well, I'm going. I'm, yeah. I'm going by myself. And meanwhile, going. the whole night turned into like a men's prison. There were no women. Was, oh, you know, so everybody hot. was yeah <laughs> fighting. We could have probably used it. It was like uh, the Real Housewives of Miami. Hold on. Oh, it's Joe Pesci. What's up, Joe? What the fuck? Howard is going on. Your staff was crying over there? What kind of fucking sorority are you running? What? The Chico shot in there turning, turning on each other and they're fucking bawling their eyes out. It's like sisterhood of the traveling punks over there. If I caught my crew crying like this, I'd drown them in their own tears. Come on. Bang, bang, boom. 
What I kind know, of baby? Which one of you babies needs a fucking tampon? Which one? I'll wipe one. your tears with your pussy hair. How about that? <laughs> you got all the pussy in Miami in the fucking world at your fingertips, and you're spending the night crying at each other. You had more wet pussies in that group than all South Beach combined. I'll tell you what, Joe, you're not wrong. I, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Thank you. Howard, I you just love seen... that Ronnie was saying that a, a strip club would help him clear his mind. And, That's right. And get straight. That's again. right. It would. <laughs> yeah, it's like my search. You should well, have seen that. Just... First of all, all you guys, learn how to handle your alcohol. You don't have to drink really? it down like you've never had a drink before. Sal, how many drinks did you have? Because I had them, what I call loaded up, I probably had three. After the third one, I overloaded and I, I was done. Oh, the, there was a yeah. point where Sal kept reaching into a salad over and over with his finger. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I don't recall that. Howard, may I, may I, that was the greatest may, fucking thing I've ever seen. Yeah. May I? Because, okay. because we have video of all this and it's great. Ronnie and Perlman, Ronnie's sitting between them, right? I mean, uh, Sal's sitting between them. So they're trying to have this moment. There's a salad in front of Sal, and Sal doesn't take a fork or anything. He just keeps taking two fingers and reaching in for a piece of salad and dipping it oh. in the oil. So he's eating. We're watching. It's going on and on and on. <laughs> he finishes the salad, right? But he's so drunk, he doesn't know what's going on. So quietly, I go to the other end of the table where there's a full salad, swap them out. He doesn't notice. He goes through the second salad. He just keeps shoveling food in his I mouth. I thought, Gary, I remember, I swear, I thought that was garnish for the tacos. That's why I was, I just, that's Sal, why I was using Sal, my did fingers. You, did you, did you start making out with Chris Wilding and oh, dish him yeah. on the lips? No, no, oh, yeah. I like how this is, this has evolved into making out. No, Chris sat on my lap and I gave him a, a quick little Peck on the lips because I love him. It was just a friendly kiss. It was one of the uh, nicer far from moments. a make out. It was, it was one of the closer nicer moments of the night. It was early on. You know, it was three three three, and everything was very loving. Hey Chris, was yeah. Sal hard? <laughs> <laughs> I claimed at the time he was. I really don't remember. Maybe I was Stop being it. funny, but I was on his lap and kind of you know oh, yeah. he was bouncing me up and down, and we were singing and having. I know fun what that was for real. Chris. Well. First of all, you know when a dude is bouncing you up and down, he's trying to get his cock to rub up against your ass. Dude, you know I think that. Sal's attractive. I had no, I had, it wasn't my issue. I, listen, I'm single. I mean, <laughs> and after oh, this, I will be too. <laughs> <There we are. laughs> Look at those two. He looks make good. a nice he's couple. Like Elvis. Uh, he's cute. We do. Happier times in the evening. Finally, uh, Sal wouldn't stop talking about what was socially acceptable nowadays, whatever that means. <laughs> I don't even this is remember. This he had no memory of. No memory. And this was over no. five minutes long. We had to cut it down to a minute. This was like a five minute rant where he. What is he talking about here? I mean, he, what? Yeah, you so can't, we had. You can't, yeah. Th you Go can't ahead. call anybody sweetheart or darling, or you can't compliment women anymore without getting uh -huh. in trouble. Sal's oh, worried right. about that. Well, how, no, you know what it was, Howard? Now I realize um, when I went to the Cuban restaurant and I met Janito. Um, I called her sweetheart, and the the guys like Gary and the guys were saying you can't say sweetheart yeah, anymore. Yeah, they were breaking exactly. my balls. You don't know that. Yeah. You don't no, know. I, uh, and you can hear halfway through nice. this clip, he he gets the look from his uh, you know helper that he's gone into the red zone, <laughs> and he quickly changes to sarcasm. All right. <laughs> All right. You know what darling means? Darling means I love you. Darling means it's coming from the heart. What happened back in the old days? Fucking uh, Big Crosby called everybody darling. He's not in jail. Now I call you darling. You want to lock me up? Let me tell you something. I'm from the Big Crosby days. And if I think you're a wonderful person, I'll call you darling. You know what? No, I take all that back. <laughs> 
I take it all back. You know what? Nobody should say darling. <laughs> you looked at the handler. Like that's disgusting and repulsive and perverted and gross. Isis should decapitate me for saying honey. And with that, I close with this. Simply thank you, male. Thank you, female. Thank you, transgender. Thank you, LBGTQ. But I will never, ever offend you by being kind, by calling you honey, sweetheart, or beautiful. I am a piece of low-life shit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God he had the etiquette manager there. Yeah. Power, five minutes, five minutes nonstop, nonstop. Everyone he was beating up each other. He beat up himself. It was great. <laughs> and by the way, I should mention I want to hear the whole five minutes. That was great. <laughs> Sal called How his etiquette manager. Sal called his etiquette manager sweetheart the next day when he was sober. So he was right back. <laughs> yes, I so I don't understand something, Ron. Why are you and Perlman still mad at each other? He gave you a nice speech. It sounds like you guys made up and now you're back to being angry with each oh, other. Or I, what? I, oh, no, I'm, I'm fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Howard, you should have seen Perl it, Perlman the next day. He couldn't process emotionally what he did the night before. He was completely silent and he he just, his word. brain wasn't working. He didn't understand the emotions. <laughs> he was just, it was impossible for him to process it. He was just in a, a mental fuge state. It was incredible Who, to watch. What, what are you, a psychiatrist now? <laughs> I do. I, I go to the learning annex. I've been practicing psychology. <laughs> yeah. So, Mike, funny, everything's, cool. Cool. everything's cool with you and Ronnie. Yeah, right? everything's cool with me and Ronnie. It's just what? One thing, Howard, you know, you know how I knew everything was cool after that? Because, you know, we were at the, uh, we were, you know, we we're at the rooftop and things were winding down. My fiance calls me and she's holding my seven, seven month year old. And she's on the FaceTime with me. And I said, you want to say hi to Ronnie? And I put Ronnie on the phone real quick. And I say, and she goes, Ronnie, we're looking forward to your wedding. And all Ronnie says is, wear your fucking hottest dress. And that was it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Is that it's what you want? Is, cool. is that what you want, Ronnie? You want chicks wearing really hot clothes to like, not like subdued. You want them to be no, old. They can wear whatever they want, man. Yeah. No, I know, but yeah. you would like them to wear hot clothes, right? The girls. Yeah, why not? Why not? Sure. I like that. <laughs> Why not? Like if that. you're hot, yeah. be hot, right? Right. right. Don't <laughs> hide it, right, Ronnie? Isn't it annoying when a hot chick annoys? Isn't it annoying when a hot chick doesn't show her hotness? <laughs> oh, it's terrible. Right. <laughs> uh, it's like a crime. Against yeah. yeah. me. I don't know. Roy, what a fucking crew I Yeah, got. everybody here has a drinking problem. That's what I hear. And they would have been better off hiring a couple of psychiatric aides instead of uh, bodyguards. Oh, the guys, those guys are cool, man. They were oh, cool. Yeah, they were cool. great. Yeah. All right, all right everybody. To the surf JD, you're good now? Everything good? I was fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine now. Yeah, I was, yeah, listen. Yeah, I was drunk and I was feeling emotions. So. I, oh, I appreciate it, man. You had my back. You have a deep illness, oh, JD. That was, that was the other thing, man. <laughs> we, we were sitting I mean, at, There's plenty of illnesses going on, Jason. I think you probably know what All right, well, all nuts. <laughs> we, we were sitting at, a ta at the table and Sal. Oh, here for we like, go again. For like 20 minutes, he was sitting next to me, and when this is all going on, J.D. was crying, and all this was crying. He's going, and he's tapping me on the back. He's like, constantly tapping me. I got your back, man. Don't worry about it. I'm here. I got your back. Don't worry about hand, it. I'm here. I had one hand on the salad and one hand on Ronnie. <laughs> oh, it's so gross.
At one point, they told him, shut the fuck up already. Shut the fuck up. And I, sh and I kept quiet. I was just you trying to be nice left. to you. That's what I did. I'll tell you, Robin, I couldn't have, I couldn't have sat there with these idiots. I'll tell you the oh, truth. No, it sounds ridiculous. like a fucking nightmare. But I'll how I've never been to a doesn't oh. know, even if what? it's a taco uh, side. Yes. If you're sharing meals with somebody, you don't put your fingers in it. How does he not know that? Robin, I didn't even know where I was at this point. I have my <laughs> etiquette manager looking at me, ready to throw me in jail. You think I'm worried about a fucking, whether it's a garnish or a salad? Uh, who gives a shit? That was the least of the problems in that Well, place. there you go. That was the Miami dinner for Ronnie. It was fucking nuts. Uh, I got reports of, like, Jason and Gary going out of their mind because they had to be the adults, which wasn't fun. People were drinking too much. Ronnie and Perlman were going at it. JD was crying at the bar. Wilding went over somewhere and was crying. I'm like, By what himself. the fuck? Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, crazy. I took myself Howard, out I will say this. You know, I will say this. Now that immature. you hear this and it's been a couple of days and everybody's kind of like low, it's fine. But it was tense there. It was oh, like, yeah. it was like, I, I was worried for the first time in history show. It was very tense. You could feel it. In I, the air. I heard. It was I, very I heard. I heard one story where who went to the uh, who who took the ride from the airport with you, Gary, and they said you didn't shut up. Like you, talk oh, uh, Derek and constantly. Sal. Yeah, how? What was that like, Sal? What was going on? Holy! It was like a mouth marathon. <laughs> this guy could. This guy could talk. You fucking. I felt bad for Derek because Derek. He was Derek was right to his left, and Gary's just like pa 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 pa. And I was calling him Babble Bowie, and I took a picture <laughs> of Gary talking Howard, and I looped it, and I sent it to Jason. You, you have to see it. It was so funny. It was it? like I was sitting with, with Derek. What is it with Gary? Like, 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 he like the guy to talk. He, he, he loves just to has talk. a story for everything. It was like I was sitting talking to the Gary audiobook because we're going over the one bridge into South Beach and he's looking at me and he goes, did you know that this bridge inspired the Bee Gees to write Jive Talking? Howard, I do not disappoint. Howard, I'll tell you. It's like listening to a documentary, but you can't change the fucking channel. You know, he's just going and going. Going and going, and whatever Gary sees, he has a story. If you see an old shoe on the on the street with dog shit on it, you know when Nancy just on and flock of seagulls. If you flip over the back, it had the same exact shoe with the same dog shit on. I don't have any stories about licking a dime, asshole. No, you don't. He's kissing dimes and kissing me. That's not great. I don't yeah. love that. I don't oh, you know. Shush but, uh, you too. And Blit, you and uh, JD have a story about Gary at Carbone. What's that? Listen, I feel honored that Gary did this because he was like family. So we were sitting down, me, JD, and my friend Neil, and Gary comes over, says hello, and starts picking food off the, the steak plate. And I thought it was nice oh. to have, be, have Gary be so warm. And then I, I figured he was hungry, so I fed him a little bit more. So it was nice you to You mean he walks Gary. over to your table and starts picking shit with his fingers off your plate? Yeah. <laughs> I, took, I took a piece oh, of steak out of the steak plate. Totally <laughs> yeah. wrong. I, I, I called Mary that night. She goes, you know what she said to me? She goes, you have a fucking food problem. And I was like, I know. I know I have a food problem. It was, it was, t I knew it as soon as I did it. I saw the face, the look on her face. It was a hundred percent wrong. Wrong. JD was offended though. I wasn't. JD was very offended. That's not I, what I, you I, said this morning, Blit. That's not true, Ronnie. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> Should both be offended. It was wrong. Oh, I mean, Ronnie, boy. what's with uh, Gary just going over to a table? And I guess because Gary feels like he's the boss and he can do whatever he wants. No, no. You know what it was? I don't I, we know. Were, it, it, there's no real excuse for this, but we we were having breakfast at five in the morning and we were having lunch at eleven oh five, and then it's fucking eight o'clock and I was starved. He was hungry. There's no excuse. For he was hungry. <laughs> he was, was hungry. hungry. Like a dog. Yeah. I'm always hungry. It's wrong. <laughs> wow. Wow. Hey, Howard. Wow.
Yeah. Ga- Gary came back from a uh, bike ride, uh, you know, when I saw him at the bar, and I just had finished working out before, and I had a couple of muscle milks. Yeah. I gave it to Gary, like I, and I said, Gary, get, take a muscle. They're actually chocolate. You know, they were chocolate, and I of gave course. Gary a muscle milk. He put it down in probably three <laughs> seconds. <laughs> then he it, it was out. a pint. He goes, oh, it was a pint. Chocolate. chocolate. It's a little chocolate. Hey, chocolate milk after a workout, Gary. <laughs> he loved it. Yeah, he likes muscle you know, milk, huh? He gave Howard, me some I, drink. My, I know, my, I, my, I'm just kidding. Question. I'm kidding around. Howard, I'm a little bummed. I was going to tell Ronnie that the security guards were actually uh, Chippendales dancers and we're going to accost him, but when things went off the rail, I, I decided not to. Oh, there was a pool, there was a pool at the top of the restaurant that we went to while this whole like situation is going on. We're all like fighting or whatever. Flint just all of a sudden goes into the pool and takes a dip and comes yeah. back. Ah, I feel refreshed. Any excuse for John to take his shirt off? Oh, he'll take yeah. his shirt off. Love showing off. Yeah. Hey, it's Tom Arnold, everybody. Hey, Tom, I haven't seen you in a while. Hey guys, uh, I, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt, but, uh, uh, I just, I'm here, uh, because I love all of you, okay? And I want to point out, uh, Sal, when you need an etiquette manager, it is time to put down the fucking bottle, buddy, okay? Uh, because, uh, right. you're, that's, right. that's when you're getting out of control. <laughs> right, right, right. Tom, you, Tom. Uh, as you know, is sober. He believes in sobriety. And uh, you think Sal has an alcohol problem? I was doing cocaine. I I did it all. I did it all. And Howard, when I heard you were in Miami, I want you to be straight with me. Did you fall off the wagon? I've, I've never really. I, I don't drink at all. On a wagon, right? Let me see wagon. your pupils. Let me see your pupils. Go ahead and take a look. Here, here you go. Look, you can see. Are your pupils? Oh my God, those puppies are dying. Look at that. It's like I'm looking right to the to the abyss. You are strung out for sure, Howard. No, 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 no. JD uh, was drinking heavily and crying at the bar. When people start crying in public, I think they're they're not handling their alcohol very well. Or, or everybody here is overly sensitive. Yeah. Nobody here is handling anything correctly, and I, I get it. I mean, it's if you're like me, it starts out with a mojito, right? Next right. thing you know, you're in the basement of a Cuban restaurant doing a pile of coke the size of the Matterhorn while you're watching some senorita try to suck a green card out of a donkey's dick. Am I right? Oh, <laughs> All right. Thank you. God damn it. What a night. <laughs> yeah, Ronnie you guys real- don't disappoint. Left to your own devices, you will always give us a show. Howard, Roddy was really funny too. These security guards that were with us, they looked like special forces guy. And Roddy's standing next to him asking him all these security questions. Oh, no, I wasn't how, asking. We were having a general conversation. How do you protect uh, your boss? You, you, you do private security uh, like me. You do private security. Wolfie, so calm down. What was he you, asking you know, him, Wolfie? What was he no, asking? I was. How'd you, how'd you get into security? Ah, uh, uh, you do private security like me. You know, like, it was like trying to relate. Does your wife ever peg you? <laughs> I don't know who loved the guys more, Chris or Roddy. They both oh, like wanted oh. to blow these dudes. Yeah, you're so full of shit, Wolfie. <laughs> I kept you weren't even walking with us. How do you know what we were talking you're about? You love Michael and Roddy. I listened to everything you said. Yeah, we got to talking about that shit. <laughs> but we were talking about general things, too. Uh, Wolfie was saying I was a nice guy. What's wrong with that? Time. Yeah, just Ronnie was wrong. being a uh, Ronnie was being a real man, guys. Man, really? Yeah, yeah. I was Ronnie talking to fucking bonding. guy. Leave you were fanboy. It was. It was. Can you? I was what? Fanboying. You, oh, you like? Love them. 
Yeah. He likes uh, uh, he likes uh, cops and authority. You know, he's, uh, he's he, in he enjoys it. He's in the profession. The guy was a New York cop. He had been a New York cop. We were talking about shit in New York. That's right. Ronnie asked if he could touch their muscles. Ronnie asked if he could touch their muscles. He's like, are those real muscles? You work for the FBI, dude. Do you work for the FBI, dude? Yeah. The FBI. That's what he says. You work for the FBI, dude. Wolf, you're going over the top now, okay? I have one, one of those guys, you Ronnie. Play, oh, oh, you want? I didn't ask him if he was in the FBI. I knew yes, he was a New York cop. Are those calf implants or are those real calves? Yeah. Can I touch them? That was one thing I overheard. Ronnie. Cock is as big as me. No, one guy was an NYPD officer, and the other one did yeah. a few tours in Afghanistan. Right, Ronnie? Right. You like that yeah. stuff? Oh, no, yeah, I was talking to the. And we were walking back after the whole fucking deal. We were walking back to the hotel two miles. And uh, uh, it was just me and him walking together. And we right. were talking, just general bullshit. You ever throw what? a drink at somebody when you're angry? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you have. The Can look of relief on their face when we all got back to the hotel and the last person walked in. Oh, <laughs> we, we turned to him and said, your night is over. Thank you. It was like, oh, yeah. my God. He felt like he did five Wolfie, you feel like Ronnie course. had a little bit of a man crush on uh, this? Yeah, uh, a man crush. Strong guy. Without Man a crush. doubt, yeah. yeah and and yeah, those yeah. guys, those guys said like they worked all these different corporate events and they've never seen bad behavior like that before <laughs> <laughs> from like a corporate group. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <That bad. laughs> Can I kiss you on the yes, lips, was, please? <laughs> You ever wear the same shirt a couple of days in a row? How do you deal with that? <laughs> well, it sounds like, Ronnie, despite all the drama, at least you had your party for your bachelor party. Oh, yeah, party. some that fucking party. Yeah. <laughs> Wait for the wedding, and huh? Yeah. Sounds like the guys gave you a good send-off. And I'm going to say something from the heart, and I said this to you guys when we were in Miami. It was good to see everybody. You know, of course, uh, it wasn't everyone that I haven't seen for three years, but seeing you guys was nice. It was... Uh, as Ronnie says, a little bit weird, too. You haven't seen each other in so long. And I liked it. I, I like seeing you guys. And I was even uh, thinking um, it was almost a nice experience being there. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> One thing, J.D. insisted on having gold on his dessert. He had a chocolate cake with gold flake all over it. And he was like, I want that cake with the gold on it. I want to taste gold. Yeah, there you go. It's true. Uh huh. Yeah, every, right? Everything's true. Everything's true with you. Uh -huh. It's true. It's true. It is. Oh, this guy fucking. They bring out a dessert tray at uh with the carbon. They bring out a dessert tray, and so he uh -huh. took a picture of the dessert tray and post posted on fucking Instagram saying that I ordered all the dessert, but that was all mine. <laughs> he also ordered a Caesar salad to himself, and he wouldn't let Neil and I have it. I have the photographic evidence. You you were like, I'm Caesar. This is my salad. Uh, okay. uh, how much Caesar. Did J because JD hangs out with you and you go to these fancy restaurants, how much did he spend on food in Miami? That was our treat at Carbone. Okay. Oh, yeah. I worry about him. I mean... Worry about Blit. No, know. I want to get JD on a treadmill. That's my next goal. Oh, and it's true. Easier to get him into a speeder. <laughs> hey, look who it is. It's fake. It's fake Mike Perlman. Go ahead, fake Mike Perlman. Yeah, I was hanging with the security guys. You know, we were having a couple muscle milks and like all those guys were standing around just goofing on Ronnie. You know, we're like when they saw Ronnie throw the drink, they're like, you know, that's not a masculine drink. You know, there's the little pineapple flying out. You know, you got the little umbrella. You know, flying out. You know, we were all just having a good, a good goof. But we love Ronnie. You know, I love you, Ronnie. You love Ronnie. All right. Well, okay, good. I, because I love Ronnie, too. Okay, real good. Thank you. Yeah, whoever yeah. heard of throwing a pineapple? That's crazy. I didn't throw a pineapple. It wasn't a pineapple. Not a drink he threw. It was a drink I threw.
It, that was not the dream. He already, he already downed the pineapple. I wouldn't waste a pineapple on him. All I know is I had full ice chunks running down my shirt. I got the bump of it. It was like three Mike gallons. Of, the, uh... It was like three gallons of booze in a pineapple. It was crazy. I think I started licking it off my shirt. Meanwhile, Mike kept calling the pineapple a coconut for some reason, which was just really fucking confusing. We're all confused. It was Ronnie and the coconut. Uh, I, I, I see Mike in the morning. I'm like, hey, Mike, good morning. He's like, who, me? I'm like, who else? He was the only guy there. I'm like, talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> who, me? No. <laughs> Your invisible friend. Uh, I did get a lot of fan feedback. Thank you, uh, fake Mike Perlman. I did get a lot of fan, uh, fan feedback on the Miami trip. I can, uh, yeah. I can share what that with you. What people say? Here's what they said. Uh, they loved uh, the fact that we were all in Miami live and uh, really enjoyed the whole week of shows with everyone together. Please do it again. Howard, Miami was awesome. I know you were miserable, but you should do it again. I don't know if we're going to be doing that again anytime soon, but we'll see. The Miami shows were epic. Great to have the band back together. Howard, this was the best week. You killed it in Miami. Well, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. It was nice to see the guys, and it, it did feel good. We've all been apart for so long because of the pandemic and all. Uh, many people commented on Carrie Underwood in Miami. Uh, seriously, one of the best interviews Carrie has ever done, and the band was awesome, too. Thank you. Yeah, I thought she sounded great. She was great, yeah. Yeah, she did. Uh, uh, Mama, I'm coming. Oh, I've uh, seen your face a hundred times. Every day we've been fun uh seeing her do that and i love she wears those short shorts and she looked good yeah it was a cute little outfit denim shorts with spangles yeah howard i never knew carrie underwood's music man she can sing her covers of rock music are amazing i appreciated her honesty and her love of animal rescue carrie was amazing i went and watched her collaborations with axel rose and they rocked i just love this chick so much great chat howard uh, good interview. Looking forward to Carrie Country Radio on Sirius XM. Uh, Howard, the acoustic arrangement at the beginning of Blown Away before it goes into full on mode was absolutely genius. Yeah, the musicians she had with her were really good. What was the acoustic arrangement? Oh, this. With the uh, mandolin. Yeah, with the mandolin, nice. remember that? Yeah, beautiful. Howard, She Don't Know is such a banger. Adding it to my gym playlist immediately. Well, she can really sing. Uh, Anita was another guest in Miami. A lot of fans enjoyed her. I, I enjoyed her a lot. I didn't really know much about Anita, but everyone said, if you're going to Miami, talk to Anita. She's an international star. It was and, an eye uh, opener. Yeah. I love that. Uh, she had that, uh, pussy spray. That was fucking wild. And then afterwards I was uh, talking to her and she goes, did you see my pocketbook? Did you see my pocketbook? I go, no, what is it? And she showed me this beautiful, like, pink pocketbook. And I'm looking at it. She goes, don't you see? Don't you see? 
and she has a big vagina on it, like a, vagi- a vagina oh, on I her pocketbook. I didn't notice that because she yeah. took the pussy out of the vagina. <laughs> yeah. Howard Anita was great. She's super cool and clearly a marketing genius. I need to pick up some of that pussy spray. I wasn't sure what to expect, but I loved Anita. She's rad, honest, funny. So open about everything and truly authentic. I've never heard someone so beautiful be so forthcoming about diarrhea. I am now an Anita fan. Yeah, she said she like uh, had a big accident when Madonna. Right, she was, her stomach uh, let her down. Having J.D. talk to Anita prior to the interview was brilliant. I hope she taught him how to twerk his butt cheeks backstage. (laughs) I think J.D. was hoping Anita would come in with um, like a skimpy outfit. She was uh, wearing jeans and uh, she kind of dressed down for the interview. Would have been nice. (laughs) You're right. Were you disappointed in her outfit? I mean, listen, she she still looked good, but, you know, it would have been awesome if I, 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 you know, whatever. Some short shorts or something. I don't know. Short shorts. Okay, short, 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 short. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, uh, I mean, uh, yeah. I was like, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, you. Were you shocked when she said, I, you know, I, I knew she had a tattoo on her ass. I didn't realize it was inside her asshole and she took I, her dad with her to get it. I mean, you'd have to get up on all fours in a tattoo parlor and spread your ass cheeks to get that kind yeah. of tattoo. And why would you tattoo the inside of your ass? Listen, she said it was the hardest, apparently the most painful part to get a tattoo. Of course. She was ch- challenging herself. And she, so. she was trying to prove to her dad that he could take getting a tattoo. Ass treaks. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it was her dad. It's what I said to her. I said, your dad, like you're, like you're oh. naked and your asshole is open and your dad's there. It's kind of weird. Ass treaks. And, and not just that, like you, you have to have like a thing on your tattoo after a while. Like I don't, I've never had a tattoo. It can't. If it exactly feel good if like you know you're touching it or whatever as soon as it gets done she, like how long does she have to wait till she had to take a shit before it rubbed up against the I tattoo think she, i think she, Where sh- were she you shat the day she was there yeah. well, <laughs> she shot i think she shot immediately <laughs> oh, good for her listeners were thrilled to hear flirty gary in miami when he became flirty <clears throat> pappy g <clears throat> poppy g <clears throat> <clears throat> gary says pappy g but anyway uh, Pappy G is the man. That shit was hilarious, <clears throat> Howard. Flirty Gary is the greatest bit in the history of radio. Kudos, Gary. That call was <clears throat> muy bien, Papi. Dale. <clears throat> Poppy G was next level. I don't know where you find these very patient women, but Gary got game. Gary. Yeah, I like that phone call. <clears throat> People like Pitbull, Alex Earl, Bon Jovi. Um, gee, what can I tell you? Pitbull, uh, Madison tweeted from uh, from Lithium. Oh, my God, I love Pitbull. What a great guest. Yeah, he's got a great energy, doesn't he? Yes, he really does. does. He does. And a saying I, for everything. I love that guy, Pitbull. We've had him on like three times already and uh, never disappoints. Nope. People were making fun on the news of me uh, dancing with Pitbull, but uh, I, I thought I was I dancing pretty good. I thought you looked good. good. Right. Here's... E Television's Mario Lopez, Hoda, and Jenna. Are they on E? I thought they no, were. No, that's NBC. Uh, it's a combination. I think it's oh, a combination it? of all of them. Yeah. Who oh, was yeah? making fun of me? Oh, gosh, um, I can't remember the clip. Let me play. Howard Stern gets a dance lesson from Pitbull. Who's that? 
That's some announcer. That, that, that sounds had. like E! News. Okay. I'm out of breath. In all the years I've seen Howard Stern, I've never seen him get up out of his chair. No. Much less try to dick. Mr. 305 had him right there. Look at that. Hey. Yeah, he, he needs a stretch, though, because yeah, my guy was, was better not, than me. When they said you're bringing it down, <laughs> you're bringing it down, he wasn't going yeah. down. Wow, that was... <laughs> okay, that was that was interesting. What do you think of that dance move? Uh, you know, I think... We, who cares? I know. Do you think people thought we were good dancers? We weren't. No. They but knew we, we wanted to dance. But when you want to dance, you just got to go. You yeah, and it, it looked like Howard Stern like really that. wanted to dance at that moment. No, Howard They're trying burn. to get us to dance. We're not doing it. But we're not... I thought I was dancing good, but the, the ladies there... Uh, he got and, your hips moving. That was great. Yeah, it was moving. I'm not going to, like, go fucking berserk. <laughs> I still want to look cool when I dance. It was his first time, girls. Yeah, girls. <laughs> I haven't seen Hoda dancing. Have you? Oh, they'll get up and dance every once in a while. It's oh, yeah? never, never anything great. Right. Hoda's worried about my hips. <laughs> Listen, the fact that I could stand up out of a chair and do anything is a miracle. Still recovering from Miami. And I don't know who that was with Lopez who were saying that uh, when Pitbull said get down or go down, you didn't go down. I went down. First of all, <laughs> they didn't see the whole raw footage. I was that's doing just Kit, fine. That's Kit Hoover. That's his co-host. Oh, okay. Kit Hoover. She hot, JD. Kit Hoover. Cute enough. Yeah. Yeah. Very lively, though. She's like, has a lot of energy. By the way, I called uh, Andy Cohen. I didn't. I like Andy a lot, and I didn't realize that when my wife brought in John Bon Jovi and Dorothea, I didn't realize we were hijacking Andy Cohen's guest. But, yeah, I didn't but know. first I of all, I just thought they were coming in to say hello. I didn't know they had another agenda until somebody said something. I called Andy uh, later that night, and I just said, "Hey, I just want you to know. I didn't know. I didn't realize I hijacked your debt. Your your guest, and he said to me, well, I'm really glad you called me. Yeah. Um, you know, I think he had some weird feeling about it, but I didn't know what was going on. And, and, I, and as it turns out, I was told that Andy had John and for the full half hour, he was supposed to get him. So. Well, that's fine. But if he was a little late, he might have been a little miffed, you know. Yeah. Sounds like he was here. Here's Andy waiting for John Bon Jovi. Love, love, love this song. What song? Uh, John oh. Bon Jovi. Where is he? He's in with Howard. Whatever. Who cares? He cared. It's all good. John, <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> oh boy well they played me the tape and i said i better call andy yeah. andy was cool yeah. about it he's 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 a good dude i said andy i'm sorry i didn't know i didn't realize but uh he said it's okay but i'm re i really do appreciate the call yeah and then i said andy um when are you going back to new york he goes oh i'm already back uh, this he was, was when did you call him? Uh, On Wednesday? I, no, called him Tuesday. Tuesday he did a radio show in from Miami, and then he, went, uh -huh. he he was already home when I called him. I go, oh, you only came for the day? He goes, yeah, I flew in for the day. Then I felt really bad because I was like, oh, he flew in to interview John, and I, meanwhile we hijacked John. <laughs> you could have he could have missed his plane. <laughs> yeah, 
he said, he, Andy said to me, I don't think uh, he'll mind me telling this story, but we're talking on the phone, and then he goes, I still don't know why I was in Miami. He goes, I was fine to be there, but I'm not sure why they wanted me there. I said, me too. I don't know what I was doing there. <laughs> but uh, I said to him, I think the company built some studios in Miami and they had to get some, you know, they want to show. I don't know well, what they had they to did. have some kind of a celebration to, to announce yeah. the opening and make it seem like a big deal. Yep. So that, it's just like that the coronation it. of the king. You can't just have a king. You got to make a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> why didn't they have? Uh, why didn't they have Mad Dog down there? I would like to have seen him down in Miami. Mad Dog. I've been watching every Nick game. What a waste of my time! Oh, oh you're my still God. watching? Yeah, they played Miami in Miami, and just it's like they. They shouldn't have even gone. They should have just not. They should stay in New York. They should not, not show up. They should just not show up. That let Miami go to the you know stadium and, or arena and not find another team to play. Yeah, it's pathetic. Oh, they got so fucking schlonged. Like if it's a close game, I understand, but it was crazy. Blowout. Yeah, I thought Stephen A. Smith was going to have a conniption. I mean, he was going nuts. He's a big <laughs> Knicks guy. I know. Knicks play tonight at seven forty, but I'll tell you what, at seven forty is too late for me. I I went to bed ten o'clock last night and now I'm wrecked. Uh, I can't stay up that late, so fuck it. But they're gonna be in Miami. I think this is gonna be it for them. They're gonna get trounced tonight, aren't they? they, they, they have to, if, this is if they lose no tonight, it's over. Theirs. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah. But they, they were they were out of that game, Robin, thirty seconds in. Like thirty oh, seconds geez. and they were down four to nothing. It's just never like they just were never in the game. Four to wow. nothing. Ross was at the game. He was sending me yeah. video. He's all psyched up. And I go, dude, you should go home. He goes, yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, it was ridiculous. They were down 18, like in the middle of the second quarter. Then they got it to like almost, I think they were like seven or nine points down. You're like, okay, here's the run. Right. Boom, you turn around, they're down 18 again. It was third oh. quarter. They, they were close by seven. Like when they brought it to seven or nine points, one of those commentators at halftime was going, I don't know. I think this is a good position for the Knicks. They were down like at the half, like 20 points. He goes, I think it's good because they're going to come out and they're going to be on fire. And I'm like, well, they're down 20, dude. Yeah. (laughs) What happened? New York fell apart. The Mets have lost 11 of 14 games. The Yankees are 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 doing poorly. I saw that today. They're they're in last place. What happened? Remember, remember a couple of weeks ago, we were saying like, hey, it's the first time in 23 years that all five teams are in the playoffs. Nets out. Islanders out, Rangers out, Devils are down two to one, Knicks are down two to one. And the Mets and Yankees, the, I mean, the Mets do, have been beyond how awful. New, how does New York not have killer teams? I don't it's know. It's beyond my comprehension. It's the biggest city in the, you know, it's the, it's, it really is the capital of the United States. You know, it's May and I'm already waiting for Aaron Rodgers to show up to Jeff's training. <laughs> you think Aaron Rodgers is going to choke or do you think he's going to actually pull it together? I, you know, I think he's still got a little something left to think. Like I said, I'm nervous that, that if it doesn't happen, but they, they keep, they keep, um, signing players that he used to play with. So it's almost like you got half the Packers on the Jets now and they got the old offensive coordinator that he loves. So, um, I'm optimistically, uh, I'm cautiously optimistic. Didn't Aaron Rodgers used to date Shaylee Woolley? Shaylee, Shaylee Woodley. Whatever. Yeah. Woodley. Yeah. What's her name? Shailene Woodley. I always thought yeah. she was kind of cute. 
What happened? They broke it, up? Yep. Yeah. Remember, she was the one that used to, like, make her own toothpaste, and she t- she did an interview where she talked about she would sunbathe nude with her legs open because her vagina needed to get vitamin D, that kind of stuff. She's right about that. I tell that to Robin all the time. I go, Robin, come over and <laughs> spread your legs so you can get some vitamin D on that thing. Didn't keep Aaron Rodgers around. <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> what do you mean you're breaking up with me? I spread my legs to get vitamin D on my vagina. <laughs> vitamin D on her vagina. Let me tell you, my mother never saw, her vagina never saw oxygen. Never saw so, the sun, never nothing. breathed oxygen. <laughs> First of all, she had the protective giant bush over her vagina. <laughs> and then she had bathing suits and all kinds of wraparounds, giant panties. And my mother lived to 95. She's her still poor vagina. Her poor vagina died 20 years ago. <laughs> Uh, what's up, Marianne? You should switch to tennis, Howard, because tennis is great. You only got one guy to worry about or one girl to yeah, worry about. But I'm a New York <laughs> and guy. They usually, it's the, it's not down to that. It's an international sport. But there's this guy, Carlos Alcarez, who just turned 20. He's already been number one in the world. He's won the U.S. Open, which they never thought another teenager would win an Open that big. And he's already done all of that. I have an adversity to tennis. I mean, I, I have played, and I wasn't actually bad. Looking at me, you'd think I'm pretty uncoordinated. But I was actually pretty good. But my yeah. beef with tennis is, growing up, you know, that was for, like, rich kids, and you had to belong to a country club, and it was that kind of well, thing. Well, these and aren't rich kids. The actual guys now, who know how to play the game. Back in my day. And then I'd see, and then, like, when I was in my 30s, I was living in a pretty nice neighborhood, so I would go and play tennis with these dudes yeah. who all grew up in country clubs. They knew how to put spin on the ball and everything. I'm like, you know, fuck them. I'm the joke here because I don't really know how to play, so I'm just kind of muscling the ball. So fuck this tennis and fuck everyone. Oh, I was all angry. What a great it. game. It's the greatest yeah. game. You know, Good sorry. Howard morning. Good Howard. Serious morning. You know, Howard, Miami was fabulous. But why the hell on earth do you have to call Andy Bravo? Like, you are the king of serious. Why are you well, calling Andy? Well, wait a second. I called Andy because I felt bad. I heard the guy was kind of bummed that... You know, his get his, you know, he flew all the way down to Miami for one day and then his get, like I was fucking up his one guest and I'm like, it'd be a nice thing if I called him up and said, Hey, you know, that was not cool. And I apologize for that. And he was very gracious about it, but I, no, I, you know well, what? He should be. He you should don't, be but you don't want to be an asshole. I know. You don't do want to be Marianne in life. You don't want to become such an asshole that you're not, you're too big to say, Hey, that wasn't cool. It shouldn't have happened that way, but, uh, it happened. And I don't want to say fuck Andy, no matter well, what you do, you want to be a considerate human being. Well, I mean, I like him. He's been inconsiderate at times. And you know what? What about wanting to go? When was he inconsiderate? He was trying to go into your studio. He had bets on once in a while. He was gave a few jabs. Howard, look, I got a computer Howard brain. You're never going to pull out anything over my Howard memory. But you know what? Like Bon Jovi made it to his show. And Bon Jovi. I know he did. He did. I don't want to pick a bone with Bon Jovi. I'm pissed, Howard, that he didn't remember your conversation when you got in the car with him. What's wrong with these <laughs> people? That was a little weird. I bet uh, right. I'll, I'll get to the bottom of that. All right, Marion. And whatever. 
No, Andy was like, uh, here. You see, this is him still waiting for Bunny. Um, okay. By the way, can we find out when JBJ's out time is so I know how long that I have for this yes, yes, interview? Yes. That's great. Lori from Maryland has help with possums for John. We may have to get interrupted if oh, JBJ God. decides to grace JBJ. us with um, his <laughs> presence. And then, and then Radio Andy was, uh. Who refers like, to John as JBJ? No one. That's Andy. <laughs> That's his thing. He's, <laughs> he thinks he's a real housewife. <laughs> Don't they, some of the, some of the real housewives use initials? Yeah. yeah. And then Andy was like, then he was getting ticked. I had like, a really fun 13 it. hours in Miami. It was real. These studios are beautiful. Can't wait until we're here together. Hey, if we're here when Howard isn't, does that mean we can use the studio that's Howard, that Howard is in? Oh, you're shaking your head. Yeah. Okay, good. All right. Well, then I will look forward to coming back and using Howard's studio next time. Because guess what? We in a closet today. So, um, but I guess that's fine since I started COVID. All right. We are going to leave I mean? it there. I said on the air that uh, Andy started COVID. He was patient zero. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I was the right. You know what? You can't be such a dick. I know I can get away with any kind of weird behavior, but. You know, but what's a, cool is you don't try to get away with it. No, you, yeah. you got to be a human being in life. You got to, you know, right, Robin? Right. That's right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Not easy for me to be a human being. <laughs> Isaiah Hartenstein had zero points in Saturday's game. I was like, what? He can't. He's guys what happened nine, to him? Guy's 90 feet tall. He can't get the fucking basketball in the hoop i hate watching sports i get so wrapped up in it that's why i don't watch i want the knicks to win but they're not gonna it's just not that uh what's that dude's name who plays for miami came in he had a fucking killer game i don't even know his name but, butler uh, hey, jimmy butler jesus what a player he is why can't the knicks have him he was doing shit like crazy. Like he's just, I don't know. He just ends up at the rim and he's stuffing the just ball. Just knows how to get there. And the next, yeah. you know, the ball's in the basket. And the Knicks are like, what? And I like that coach on the Knicks. I like his hair. He's got like three <laughs> strands on top of his head. And poor guy's going to lose those three with the Knicks. He just looks dumbfounded through the whole. He's just like, his mouth is open. He's like, what the fuck? We talked about this. Why can't yeah. they do it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We discussed in advance how we were going to beat them. <laughs> and my team is not doing it. Crazy. Uh, fans were impressed with Alex Earl in Miami. They liked her. I like Alex. She was Can great. She, come? she was great. Yeah. Alex was amazing. I learned today she's more than just sexy. Uh, Alex even did a Get Ready With Me video where she prepared to come on the Howard Stern show. Oh, yeah, and then she posted a Day in My Life video. John and Dorothea, I already talked to you about Andy not being happy. Yeah, anyway, so that was Miami. The big, the big news was the guys were fighting like crazy. 
That, I, I, I would never have imagined that, you know, like they hadn't seen Ronnie in so long. I thought it would be like this great reunion and everybody would be loving on each other. And all they did was fight. Yep. I don't know. I fight think some of that. I always thought that some of that stuff is like because the guys want to get on the air. So it's like, uh-huh. you know. But this was like off the air. I don't. I mean, I don't know what was going on. I think they People like people saying they didn't want to come back to the show. I'll, I, I was just like, what? A, a dinner could be that traumatic? <laughs> it's crazy. Amazing. Yep. And I heard there was like, uh, I don't know, like a. I don't know if this is true, but they only only some people came down to Miami, not everyone. But then whoever doesn't come gets like offended that they're not there. But oh, really? Yeah, but I mean, I don't know what to tell that. You know, they think they brought down a crew who is, you know, I don't know. I don't know what every what it was based on, but only some people came, and then people who don't come think. And I'm like, you know what? I'd be happy I didn't have to go. Which well, I could have stayed on. people pitch things and, you know, things no. got accepted and then they got to go. Whatever. I knew I had to go. I didn't even know who was coming down. You had no choice. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I had to be going. there. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, my original plan was to just go down there and do it and not burden anybody with having to go. I called Robin and go, I got to go to Miami and do a show. And she's like, well, good luck. what are you gonna do down there (laughs) why (laughs) nobody was clear on it but it it turned out to be fine and you know what i'll do i'll use that studio from time to time if we have got a big guest and i want to go in there why not yeah you know it's a good resource nice to know there's a nice place for them to go it was a beautiful studio maybe i'm nuts but i'm actually thinking about going back to the studio in the city for a couple of times a week. You know what I mean? Is that Maybe right? a week here and there. Yeah, because I got a good energy off it. I did like being with the guys. And I did like seeing my guests face to face like that. It was good. Oh, very nice. So, uh, because, you know, you haven't had that feeling. You know what I was thinking of doing? It was going out to L.A. and using those studios out there. Going out there and uh, seeing what's that doing. That was a fun week. Yeah. Uh, but I'll do it. You know, book a couple of guests out in L.A. And uh, go down there and uh, use that studio. One of my kids lives in L.A., so I want to go see her anyway. So yeah. maybe I'll Kill go do birds that. birds with one stone, as they say. Oh, don't say that in my house. My wife hates that expression. Really? Oh, birds. Two, killing birds. Two kill not, birds with I'm one stone. I'm thinking figurative birds. Yeah. Don't think figuratively around her. <laughs> well, Sal didn't go harass the birds on the beach. He did. He did? I didn't even bring it up yet. I don't know what he did. He went to the beach. He was in his underpants, and then he put bread <laughs> up, up, like, at his ass, and then these pigeons were all over him. Really? Yeah. It was weird. And I was like, well, I thought Sal was going to the nude beach, but people were yeah. telling him it was unsanitary. I don't know if they were worried about the birds or they were worried about Sal. But unsanitary. He did oh, go the there. He's, he, you crazy. see this body laying there in his underwear with birds all over him. And he's into birds. Hey, here's a picture. There he is. <laughs> oh, my God. Could he find a bigger pair of underwear? 
Oh, you want to see his ass? <laughs> well, it was, you know, he was supposed to be trying to be nude. Oh, it's a bathing suit, I'm being told. I thought it was underwear. <laughs> He's a maniac. Did you like that, Sal? Like, was it weird being there How on the beach? Feel? and yeah. You're covered in birds? Because I know you love birds and you love talking to birds. It, it it felt really odd, Howard, I have to tell you. When they land on you, it's just like, whoa, uh, you know, because they have these little claws that kind of tickle your back. Uh, but it was it was fun. I enjoyed it. And if we go to L.A., I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it again, but I'll be nude for L.A. I'm saving that for L.A., the nudity right. and hope, hopefully seagulls. This was a dry run. Mm. This, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> was Richard upset that he didn't get to go to Miami? Uh, I don't think so. You know, um, you know, Richard has two little boys and he's, he's, he has a very busy home and he's been real helpful with his wife. So I think that made it a little easier on him that he was easier. Able to that would make it harder for me. I'd be like, oh, please, <laughs> let me go to Miami and have a couple of days of a break. I mean, uh, Howard, I don't think I could enjoy myself because I'd be feeling so bad for my wife because. We have a two and a five year old and they are crazy. <laughs> do you <laughs> still full time job? Do you still not discipline them pretty much? I mean, they're like, they're more like your kids. It's not like your parents. You're more like kids yourself. Yeah. They're right? like my little buddies, but you know, there are times, you know, our older one, we tell him, you know, be nice to your brother. So I we, heard we he, do um, I heard he doesn't listen to you guys at all. Um, he does some, but he, you know, he's, uh, he's very independent, but we're, you know, uh, no, it is like, listen, it's not independent. <laughs> do you ever like, do you ever like put them to bed and tell them they have to stay in the bedroom and stuff or do they just, they can just get up and leave? Yeah. They kind of get to go to bed when they want to. <laughs> we feel bad. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> There's a lot of, and you never nights. like, and you never like take away anything from them or like nothing, right? Like it's like. A little, once up. in a while, but you know, mm -hmm. it's like I love them so much. I, I'm, I'm a, a pushover. Well, so. part of loving them is like kind of giving them some boundaries, you know. We do, we do. Listen, no, I, your wife probably does. You, you <laughs> are the pushover. No, I, you know, I, ha I get into dad mode. Like when I'm here, I'm not in dad mode. I'm easy. Like you know how to be a dad. Like you have oh, no yeah. clue, really. Oh yeah. Did you take a class or something? <laughs> I mean, I knew from my dad. Yeah, yeah I your learned dad, a lot you, from my dad. Your dad didn't care that you were like shitting in the front yard. <laughs> you know what I mean? That point. was on a that's farm. Why, <laughs> that's why I'm a pushover, probably. <laughs> Do your kids shit in the front yard? No, no. No, no they're right. potty trained, so we're all good. I do, but not them. <laughs> you didn't want to break, like, to get out of the house a little bit, come down to Miami? Uh, I mean, you know, I get a break when, when we go in the office and, and then I'm going in every week and stuff and it's nice, but then I get home and, and I can just tell my wife is wiped out. So if I would have been gone for like five days, I don't know how she could have taken that. But, uh, cause like you know, and Richard the, says his parents taught him how to, and I love Richard's parents, but yeah, like when Richard was a kid, he blew a hole in the floor with firecrackers. 
Right. And his and his parents, they didn't. They just put a couch over it. They didn't even care. They were like, right? I mean, like they didn't even like yell. Yeah, they just like, okay, it's all right, Bob. It was the craziest thing. I was trying to build a giant firecracker out of an empty toilet paper roll, and my dad used to reload shotgun shells, so he has all this gunpowder around in our garage. So I went into the living room. I put, I taped up one end of the toilet paper roll. Poured it full of gunpowder and then had a candle and was pouring hot wax onto the gunpowder oh. to seal the firecracker. And of course, the flame followed the, the wax down, lit the gunpowder. It exploded. <laughs> I'm lucky I still have a hand. Like I dropped it. It exploded on the floor, lit everything on fire, filled the whole house up with smoke. My mom comes running in from the kitchen. She's like, what the hell happened? And I'm like, oh, I was trying to make a firecracker. And she looked at this hole in this burnt part of the floor. And she goes, well, we'll just put the recliner chair over that. That's what I mean. How could you be a father? I mean, you don't know what the (laughs) fuck you're doing. No, I heard your kids. your, Your kids are wild, right? I mean, they're like wild. They're wild, but I love that. I love their energy. I know you love it, but it's a lot. What are you going to do when they start school? If they uh, they got to behave in school. Well, no, our older one is in school, and he does oh, he great is? in school. He yeah. does. He's okay. Uh-huh. He oh, he's like awesome. Oh, oh right. my god, he's like obsessed with math. He loves really? numbers. He oh my, he knows. Are you sure mo- that's he, your kid? <laughs> well, he gets it from my wife. Yeah. <laughs> you sure yeah. it is your kid? Does he look like you, kid? Oh yeah. Well, our youngest, real, our youngest looks exactly look, like me. It's so cute. Lucky you're a good-looking guy. <laughs> hey, they're way better looking than I am. Right. I hear you. They got their looks from their mom. Hey, my son looks like a canned ham. <laughs> hey, shut up. By the way, are you drinking heavily you're again? The one you're tan. all you're you're all blotchy and red, Richard. Like, what's going on? It, you know your what skin. it is from. Like after work every day in the evening, I take my kids to the playground and I'm out in the sun. I'm not protecting myself like I probably should be because I'm just, you know, my head's always spinning from these kids. And I just. You don't uh, have sunscreen on? You don't wear a hat? I, I, not as much as I should. I wear a hat, but sunscreen, I'm just like, I don't Dude, know. your cheeks are beat red, man. You're gonna, you come telling you, you're fucking with the wrong thing. That's sunny. I know. I'm really sunny. Yes, up. Yesterday and the day before, it was real sunny and nice outside. And this is, uh, you know. Wait my, till you my, go to the doctor and they start removing shit from you. I had one of those. I've had I had a to lot. get a, uh, I had one of those cancerous things removed. It ain't, it ain't a I've picnic. Had, I've had several, Howard. I've, I had one on my nose that they had to use a knife for, but Ooh. I've also had a lot where they do, do you get it where they freeze them off? Yeah, I had liquid, that uh, stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's and that still cause... doesn't make you think you should wear sunscreen. <laughs> no, no it, of course not. It should, but I don't know. You know where I'm wearing sunscreen? I, they got special sunscreen for your lips. I put on. Oh, yeah. like a lip balm. Yeah, I look like a, a mime when I go out. <laughs> you got white lips. <laughs> I got white sun... lips. Before I had kids, I had a sun umbrella. That I would walk around with, and now it's like I need both my hands. I can't be holding an umbrella above me all the time. Honestly, dude, I, I want to say when you came on, I thought you had like bad acne, but you're the color of a baby mouse. I'm not kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah. he looks like the king. What was wrong with the king's skin? He's all red. He's a hundred years old. <laughs> that poor bastard waited his whole life to get car the coronation, and now he's probably going to live another like five years. 
And then I don't Prince know. They're William long Duke. lived. Uh, yeah, his, his mom got old. lived to yeah. over a hundred, and his mom was above ninety. Yeah. It would be funny if he didn't have like like a year, and then like he's gone. <laughs> and he's like, oh no, he was he. <laughs> I don't know, man. That whole ceremony was a turnoff. But anyway, you look like uh, King Charles. <laughs> well, you should have saw Howard. That they used to like after he was in a fire. Oh, yeah. shut up, <laughs> asshole! At least my hair is real. Oh, what's shut left of it? Any. I know what's oh. left of it. But Howard, I used to get Your those hair. Things. You have no hair. What are you doing? Yeah, you know. Your pubic hair is real. What little That's I have, have is real. Yeah, yeah. your ass spend, hair is real. I didn't spend fifty grand to get new hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, I used to get a lot frozen off my face, and then it looked like I had like measles or something. When I'd leave the office, people would look at me in New York City. So, like, dude, like, why don't you wear a hat? That'll solve the I problem. Do. I wear you a do? cap, but you know the back of my neck gets it real yeah, bad. Look at your face. There's all kinds work. of cover-ups now, Richard. That will cover a lot of the area that's exposed. Yeah, I need to get a big sun hat or something. I got a I big know. giant sun hat. And then my wife goes, and it's got a chin strap on it, too, so that it keeps the sun off you. And my wife goes, mm. maybe you want to tuck that chin strap in. <laughs> I go, I don't give a shit. She goes, well, people are going to think like it's a little kid's hat or something. I go, who gives a fuck? Stays on my head when it's windy. I'm, gonna, mm. I'm not going to hide my chin strap just because some douchebag doesn't like it. Fuck them. She yeah, goes, who just are you do me a favor. To impress at the, at the playground, Richard. And then she walks out the other day with a hat with a chin strap. And I go, well, why are you wearing a chin strap? She goes, because I look good. You don't. She's right. (laughs) She's right. I look kind of goofy with my, you know, I'm a dude. She's like, you you know, girls can wear that shit. It's just the way it is. And she's right, but I don't even care anymore. You know, I've given up trying to look good. Just keep away from cancer. Howard, we saw you in person. I have to tell you, you look good. You look really good. No, I don't, Sal. It's nice of you to say, but I really look bad. Howard, you you, you look great. You do. And I think it's from you staying away from us for so long. (laughs) I think it it preserved me. I don't know, Sal. I'm looking under like my chin and stuff, and I got like old man, everything, neck. and I don't know, man. Although I do have full head of hair. That's nice. With the dark hair I got. My age to have a full head of dark hair is crazy. Can you imagine if I lost my hair? I'd fucking, I think I'd call it a day. You'd look like me. Oh, get <laughs> look out of here. I'd call look. it a day. Oh, I'd jump out I of would. the window. <laughs> I would. I've seen guys who look like me with no hair. It's not good. <laughs> with the skinny head. And I've like rubbed the top of my head. I, I feel like there's like, like maybe some growths or. You think there's there. ridges or growths or knots yeah. or something on your yeah. head? Yeah. Thank God. I thank God every day. I I don't know. I can't answer you if there's a God or not, but I thank him every day for my hair. <laughs> Just in case. Just Sal in thanks case. his doctors for his hair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think I would look like Nesferatu if I, uh, if I didn't have any hair. I am Nesferatu. I sucked your blood, Nesparatu. Come to me, Mina. <laughs> Mina, where are you? <laughs> I want you. Yeah, but you're doing, you. you're doing Dracula, the Nosferatu one, the original one. He was bald and he didn't talk. Yes, he was, I know. Big looking. ears and bald. Yeah. Right. Well, the Max reason he didn't Shrek. talk is that yeah. they didn't have sound in the movies <laughs> back then. <laughs> 
a good point. Yeah. I just watched the, the movie Renfield. Have you seen that, Richard? Oh, I can't wait to see that. How is it? Nicholas Cage does a great Dracula. He looks no awesome kidding. in the trailer. Yeah. Renfield? Yeah. Why didn't that asshole come on here and promote it? I don't know anything about it. I don't know. You know, Nicolas Cage has kind of quietly reinvented himself by doing a yes. lot of really good horror movies. Like, he does a lot good for of him. great horror movies. Why wouldn't movies he come now? in and say, hey, hey, what's happening? I like to hear what's doing with him. He's a, he's a character. That movie, Howard, I think you would like. I haven't seen it, but it looks fun. It's like Renfield? a yeah, I fun enjoyed take. It. I enjoyed it immensely. And was, was it like, funny oh. or was it taken seriously? It's a little funny, but I don't like and that. I th and I said if they had had a better script, this would be a classic role for him really? because he's so good. I don't like funny. I don't like I don't like horror movies that put funny shit in. Right. I want like but, a hor I want a horror movie. It's from I'm, the point of view of Renfield, so they had to do something. Right. I'm with you most of the time, Howard, but there are movies that do it great, like Evil like Dead, a, like the second Evil yeah. Dead movie. The Evil Dead is, was good. Yeah. Like the Sam Raimi's the, the big... Yeah, the first one is my favorite, too, but... What Sam happened Raimi's to Sam Raimi? He was a, a Three director. Stooges fan. Yeah, and he would do, like, Three Stooges stuff in the later Evil Dead movies, and it was what, great. What happened to Sam Raimi? He had a good career going, but is he retired now? He has, I think he has a movie company that makes new horror movies and that oh, yeah. there was just a new Evil Dead movie that I think he was involved with as well. I had a meeting with him years ago. I told you that. Yeah. I don't remember that. We were going to write a movie together. Oh. Yeah. We, I think we had it at my agent's office and I was a big fan of his. Uh huh. And he said, Hey, let's have a meeting. And we had a meeting and he was like, you want to do a movie together? And I was like, Sure. What do you got? And he goes, well, let's write a script. And I'm like, that sounds like a lot of work. Skip, why don't you go write it and I'll be in it. But he wasn't <laughs> interested in that. He wanted to sit and write with me. But you can ask Fred. But it ain't I that much fun. I enjoyed Renfield. It was, it, it was good enough. And you can ask Fred. It isn't that really good laughs. It isn't that much fun to write with me. By the way, I think, <laughs> I think Sam Raimi is producing more than he's directing now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is that right, Fred? Yeah. Is that your Richard impression? It's pretty That's good. My Richard. Mm. Howard, there was a whole <laughs> Evil Dead series called Ash versus Evil Dead, and it yeah, I don't care so, about Showtime or so something. Good. Yeah, we're off um, that topic now, Richard. Read the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Sam Raimi was involved in. Yeah, that but we're too. done. We're done. We're done yeah, with okay. Sam Raimi. Go look for a hat. I can't yeah, talk about yeah, horror yeah. movies for go the last three hat. minutes. <laughs> go look for a hat, Richard. Let's go back to Renfield. <laughs> Renfield is my friend. Mm. My favorite. You'd like it even though it's funny. <laughs> Why don't you go uh, punish your kids and get them under control? <laughs> They're under control plenty. I don't know. I remember the tape you played of your kids. They, they oh, the screaming, screaming, <laughs> yelling. Well, it's listen, and it was this way for a lot of parents for the pandemic. It was hard, especially at the oh, beginning yeah. when your kids couldn't go out and play. And it I was, know. you know, I feel bad for kids. Chris Wilding, when we were in Miami, had a, oh man, he had a fucking situation. Young kid in the next room. Oh. Screaming day and night. Oh. I got to play. Let me play you that. Well, hold on. Let me see. This is a good way to end the show. 
This is uh this is Chris's uh he he got the you know, he started taping it right away. It's through the wall. Okay. Wow. Hotels are built so shitty, dude. Well, I don't know where the guys were, but they, I mean you can hear that right through the wall. I guess it's an adjoining door. I guess. That went on, he said, like day and night. Jesus. Sounds like be moved. Oh my god! Sounds like there were kids inside the walls, like <laughs> like it was a horror movie where they like put the little kids in my mental yeah. department. Yeah, instead of mice. <laughs> That's a lot, man. Wow. How's poor Chris supposed to sleep with that going noise on? machine? Get it, Robin. Crank up a noise something's machine. Robin. Something's wrong. I hear a kid in the next room, but he's not there. The kids must be trapped in the walls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, Howard. That's crazy. Hey, maybe. Hey, call Sam Raimi. I got an idea for a movie. <laughs> Howard, there is a good. There's a Wes Craven movie. People under the stairs where they're in the walls. Yeah, that's a great movie. He stole my idea. <laughs> Holy shit. Chris, were you going nuts? You should have moved. Yeah, around. I mean, it's uh, it's you know, it's I have issues at my own apartment with people stomping and yelling and playing music. So my one hope was in Miami in the hotel room. I could have some quiet. I could sleep. I'm a very light sleeper. And uh, I don't know. It's my curse to be followed by something like that. It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. You want to know something? The worst thing in the world is noise when you're in a hotel. That's why I didn't want to mm -hmm. go to Miami. I didn't want to go because I, you know, but I'll tell you what. I did make a very Hollywood star-like demand. I said, if you guys want me to go to Miami, <laughs> Robin's already laughing. I, I said, you got to get the room above me and the room below me. And rent that room, too. I don't want to hear anything. And I want to be... And then at first, I want to be on the top floor and then get the two... Anything. Uh -huh. But you got to go check the hotel, make sure there's nothing above me. It's my fantasy. That's so, well, a Let me tell you move. something. I fucking love it. I love it. It was shit. dead quiet where I was. Because... Uh, <laughs> I can't. Was, I, I, that was not an every time room, I go to, it wasn't, a, that was through a no, wall. I specifically, I specific, cause I've had that issue before. I said, I have, you know, put me in whatever room you want. Just please not adjoining because that's what I get. That was through the fucking wall. Hey, did you end up uh, banging any dudes uh, in Miami? I, uh, I had a very, very special, amazing date my last night there that actually Wolfie was a correspondent on and we've recorded it. So that audio is to come, but it was. How far uh, did you go with the dude? Chris's smile says yes. <laughs> First of he all, jerked the, you off? the guy showed up. He was gore like, you know, I had a very bad experience in the beginning of Miami with right, some guy. He right. showed up, didn't look like the picture, tried to regurgitate food into my mouth. Don't ask. Was this, this the guy, guy you up. met out on the street? Uh, and you asked out on a date? No, so you know, this it was one failure after another. That guy was great, we vibed. I was supposed to meet him back here in New York. He sends me a message. I have to confess to you, I have a boyfriend in Germany. Like, do you still want to meet for dinner? I said, no. Mm. No, not at all. No, this was a, this, this, I, I guess. Why not this meet with the guy, guy, though? So what if he has a boyfriend? In, oh, because you want a relationship, huh? Because, yeah, and if, yeah. And if and right. I said, well, are you guys in an open relationship? Because if you're not, I don't want to be you know, you don't want to be and, the other and, cheating. And what if we go out for dinner and like there's nothing there and all I want to do is bang? Then I'm stuck at dinner with this guy. You know. So 
What'd you do? Like, uh, you went out, what'd you get a guy on the apps? Yeah, it was a guy I met on one of the apps, and, um... When you say he's said, hot, who does he look like? Like, what's hot to you in a guy? Uh, I mean, very swarthy looking, very tall, extremely well-dressed, um, beautiful Ooh. eyes, lips, I mean, just a Sounds very like me. tall... Swarthy and yeah. tall, and... Yeah. He looked like you. <laughs> that I get. Great hair. Howard, Ricardo um, Montalban. We out, hello. <laughs> we went out to the... Was he... A, was he, a, was he, a, was he a, did he have an accent and everything? Yeah, he, he had... A, oh, yeah. He, and, he, and you know what he kept hello. calling me? What? He kept calling me Papi. <laughs> really? Oh, my God. Uh, Papi. Uh, Papi. Papi C. He, actually, so what do you mean? Him him how quick do you guys go up to the room and do your thing? Well, I, I, this is all... It's a recorded package. I don't want to okay. spoil everything. A surprise? Because yeah. we're fucks. You don't want to. You don't want to destroy the romance for us. Well, How far did you go with this guy? Did you blow him? No, no. And it was very no. It was it was. I was very respectful, and he was respectful. There was a lot of grinding. There was a lot of uh, heavy petting. There was a lot of making out, like like okay. heavy heavy makeouts. Yeah. But why not? If I, I, I again, why not uh, stroke the dude's cock? If uh... I, I stroked as much as I could stroke, and when Over he would the pants? Me to yeah. And by the oh. listen, I, 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 there was a growth in that in those pants. Either you know Frightening. he uh, he 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 had a he had a, a tumor or a, something giant <laughs> in those pants that was very desirable. Wow. It was a great wow. day. I really was, was very, very smitten with this guy. And, uh, so what's going to happen? He lives in Miami, so we're going to see him again. You got to yeah, do more shows down there, man. You should have, uh, you, you should have gone for it. touch as there yes. was communication. And you said to the guy, let's go all the way. And he said, no. I didn't say let's go. He was very clear in the beginning and from talking to him that he was looking for a relationship and wasn't looking. Um, or wham bam, uh, thank and you. at one point okay. we went back to the hotel room because I had to drop some stuff off, and I said, "Hey, if you want," he goes, "No, I wait down here. I wait down here for you, Papi." <laughs> so, mm. but it was nice. nice. We went to an after How party old is afterwards. Papi, <laughs> uh, he's twenty-seven. Oh, okay. yeah. I was picturing an older gentleman. For some no, no, no. But but like I was, I felt underdressed when he showed up. He was so well dressed and so handsome, and I mean. Bubba, wow. Bubba. All right. Well, oh, maybe yeah, you got was... yourself a, maybe this would be a potential husband. Maybe. I mean, I was very impressed. Like, even when we went back, we went to the after party with some of the guys. I brought him there. And the most attractive thing about him was he could hang with everybody. Like, he, mm. he was laughing and he was dancing. They put Latin music on and he just he starts grinding and twerking and like teaching me nice. how to like grind up against him. It was really romantic and sweet. And he had a job. So, all right. It sounds yeah, good. Yeah. He's, he's a, yeah. Yeah. He's got a job. All right. He's got a job. He's got, he's got everything. Not a low life. Right. No. No, Working not at all. And not a boyfriend. Right. That's, that's what we're looking for. Not Someone a boyfriend. With a job no. and I not know. a boyfriend. And you know, Robin, the last one I was with was 2,000 miles away. He's only 1,000 miles away. So I'm getting there closer. There you go. There you yes. go. Uh, <laughs> Shelly wants a comment uh, to Richard. Go ahead, Shelly. In Arizona. Uh, yes, Richard. What's going on with this not disciplining the children? We do. I'm not. We do. I didn't say we absolutely don't. Not, like I'm not going to go into every detail about what we do for parenting. I'm not asking I'm just, you to if you beat the shit out of them. I'm just saying with the discipline you don't teach at home, Richard. If you love them, teach them at home because the 
streets don't love them, and the discipline. Is that your kid in the background there? I was going to say, what's she, going on at her? Her kid. She's yeah. cursing in front of right now. It sounds like your kid's That's does. My grandkid. Well, they got to learn when you're on the phone to quiet down a bit. I know. When I'm on the phone, quiet down. <laughs> yeah, Man, if I said a word when my mother was on the phone and I even interrupted, if the house was on fire and I, I was trying know. to tell her, yeah. she would, t- my mother I would know. rip my head off. Don't you say I'm on the phone. Let me speak to that kid. <laughs> Uncle Howard wants to speak to you. <laughs> <laughs> Who's kid? That's her grandkid? That's my grandson. Explain to them we're broadcasting. Yeah, high priority. We're on. I'm on with Howard Stern, honey. You can't talk. You see, Shelly, you're giving you Richard advice, but you're proving. You're proving. Shelly's not going. To exactly. No, I'm not going to school. Jonathan's going to school. What I'm saying is, don't think that when you tell your children they're wrong or it might. I know my daughter and son-in-law. This call ain't making you look so good. You know yeah. what I mean, Shelly? There's a disconnect Hi. somewhere. And she's, curse, she's cursing in front of a two-year-old, which is not good. She's good at telling Richard what to do, but I don't so know, Shelly. All right. I know. That, that gets my credibility went out the window. We'll be quiet. We want to hear you talk to your grandchild. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Yes, Jonathan. Shelly's not eating, but she's going to stay with you. Yes, I will. Because you're going to school. Are you going to do art? Okay. Now, I'm going to talk now, okay? All righty. What I'm saying is you don't have to climb with them. Or, or, I mean, what I'm saying is something that I'm trying to explain to my daughter and son-in-law. The respect and the discipline that you try to teach them at home, that's love too, Richard. It doesn't mean just letting them mm, run good around. Lesson. I'm well aware. creative. I'm no, well aware. Woman, woman's trying to teach you how to parent, for Christ's sake. She's, Thanks, Shelly. I like how you handled that. two minutes of, of how I parent on the radio, and she thinks she knows exactly what Jack in Florida, are. how are you doing? What's up? Hey, good afternoon, Howard. Hey. Um, is that kid still on the phone? Or no, we got it. Right I think those are Richard's kids uh, on tape. Is that your kid, Richard? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Howard, I got a question for you, and it's for Robert, too. It's kind of, you know, I love the show, and, you know, I love the guys on it, but when you, like, hear the fighting and drinking and, like, even Ronnie at times, like, do you go home to Beth and be like, what the fuck is wrong with these guys? Like, would you really be friends with these guys if no. they weren't on the show? I didn't no, so. of course right. not. And, <laughs> and yeah. listen, they're embarrassing these guys. I, I mean, I see these other uh, writing staffs. They're uh, all Harvard graduates, uh, but uh, these are my guys. No, I, Richard Wright, I never hang out with you. Very rarely. Um, uh, a few times you have, but not yeah, not, not in a recent, while. Not in the last 15 Well, I years. can say for a mm-hmm. fact that, you know, there's always a discussion about if to invite someone and then whether you need to tell them what the boundaries are. If they come to your home or some other event that you've planned. Right. 
yeah, I could see that. Plus, it's like if you're going to dinner, and then like I like to have a drink or two, but then you like you know I'm I'm 50, so I mean it's not like you're going to be getting hammered. Like go out and enjoy right. yourself, but I don't know. No, Jack, I I, I only hire losers and uh... <laughs> <laughs> who can't even figure out how to drink. Right. That's right. All right. Thank you, Jack. No, Howard, I, I do love. Hey, yes, Howard, Howard, I got one more question for you. Quickly. How did you make out like going out in public? And now that you, you know, when you went down to Miami, did you go? Did, like I know you went for a ride yeah. with Bon Jovi. Went out, were you went nervous? Out to, were you good? Went out. Yeah, I was nervous. I went out to dinner a couple of times with my wife, and uh, we we've been going out to dinner. I'm doing better. I'm loosening up. I'm loosening up. That's good to hear. What about yeah, the hotel? You. Were you like? Yeah, were you not to know hotel? No, didn't wear a mask. I was around people. I just said fuck it. You know what I mean? I'm I'm good boosted up. Yeah. All right, Jack. Later. Right. I was pretty good. I'm still nervous. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to be. I don't even want to have a cold. I don't want to have anything. Do you, you find up... yourself trying to wrap up things fast, or are you able to yes. relax? No, oh, I ra- I, my wife made us go out to dinner the other night, and I go, hey, this is fun. Can we order right now? <laughs> like, we ordered within three. Like, she wanted to get a glass of wine. I said, but, but can we put in our order while you before you get the wine? <laughs> you look up their yeah. menu on the website before, so you're yeah. ready. <laughs> they didn't get out. your selection made. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Howard, did you end up hanging poolside with anybody down there? No, we, we were too busy working that whole time down there. I didn't get to go down to the pool. I did go for a walk, though. I was out, I, you know, out among the people. So it was nice. Miami was nice, actually. I was really surprised how much it had changed since I used to go and visit my grandpa down there. You know, it's kind of crazy. It like was just so different. Yeah, I don't know where they put the old people. Where are they? (laughs) Oh, they're all gone. They're all they all died. Now it's a very young. They put up a new hotel in front of where they were. My my grandpa lived on Collins Avenue in a rented garden apartment. Those were all gone. Yeah. Now it's big mega hotels, and it's really quite beautiful. And the beaches are beautiful. It's a Miami's a hell of a hang. You know, it's not for me because uh, I don't like noise and I don't like fun. But if you want to go have fun <laughs> and noise and meet people, <laughs> I, I you know I like a more subdued situation. Well, Howard, I have to thank you again. I can never thank you enough for sending my wife and I to the Super Bowl in Miami in 2020. Yeah. And yeah, man, when the Super Bowl's in town somewhere, it was it was a blast. Thank in Miami you, Howard. For that. Thank you, Howard. 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 Thank you, fucking Howard. Thank you, Howard. Thank you, Howard. Thank Another you, Howard. drunk guy. Thank you, Howard. Thank you, Howard. Thank you, Howard. Uh, thank you, Richard. It was Super Bowl. And you asked. Sponsored by Howard Stern. I like the guy who gets on. He goes, are you embarrassed by your staff? <laughs> Not at all. I love these guys. They're good Love guys. They too, work hard and, uh, and funny dudes. Funnier dudes you'll never meet. Men and women alike. All right. Anyway, uh, let me just t- tell you about Dish and then we can get out of here. We got another show tomorrow and we got a lot to cover. Oh, my God. So much. And and by tomorrow, by tomorrow Robin, please remind me yeah. to say a few nice words about the death of Gordon Lightfoot. There's a couple of yes, people. Yes, that was the other one. Gordon Lightfoot and uh, Jerry Springer, I was going to do a little mention of. That's right. We talked about Jerry off the air, but we didn't talk about him on the air. Yeah, we'll do that uh, We'll do that next time. Talk about the, what's his name? 
Jerry and Gordon. All right. Coming Wednesday. How you doing, Ed? Howard reunites with singer, songwriter. I'm really good, man. And four-time Grammy winner, Ed Sheeran. Still dancing with my Wednesday's Howard Stern Show.